fuck. Yeah, I almost, continue, continue. I almost threw up in my mouth there, too. <laughs> <laughs> I almost threw up in my mouth, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh um, so, but you haven't played other Animal Crossings? No. So it's, what's today? January 20... It's like the 19th, isn't it? 18th. 18th. January 18th. So if you could go back in time one year, okay, and you could tell yourself one piece of advice for the coming year, what would that piece of advice be? That's easy for me. Don't fly back to Alberta because there's no point. There's going to be a lockdown. You know what I mean? You have to be there Were soon. you here January 18th or were you already flown back? I think that's the day I flew out. Really? I literally flew out on January 18th. And then I went back. I think I went to the university like twice before lockdown. Yeah. And then I didn't even need to be in Alberta for that entire rest of the year. But I was already there. Stacy was working. Yeah. So had we just been like, you know what? We're just going to stay here. Stacy could have got a job. We could have had the entire summer here. Yeah. So that's what I would have. I would have stayed in Nova Scotia. Alex. Yeah. Same question. Um, probably I would just tell myself that I got the job that I apply, I was working for, like doing the the process for in February, March, and it took till October to actually get the job. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of stress during that time financially. So just knowing that I had that job lined up would have made it a little bit easier. But to be fair, I spent a lot of time with the girls during COVID. Like, yeah, I got... I enjoyed a lot of my time. It's just an extra you could have stress. told yourself to be like, "Listen, this is basically just a free, a, an awesome vacation." Exactly. And then you get a job, a hundred percent. And you so would have you, had, you shouldn't stress at all. In fact, this exactly. is the best time ever. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and you would have had money coming, so you could have been like, exactly. "You know what? I don't have to worry." So it would have been. Yeah. There was a lot of stress just financially during that time, not knowing what would happen. So yeah, that that's pretty much the only thing. No, that's good. That's good. Me, I would just tell myself to buckle up <laughs> and just disappear. And I do picture myself like, like I would just appear there and then I would just like say like two words and then just disappear. And then I'm just like left there, like wondering, me being like, what the fuck? A, I just saw myself. He said, buckle up, didn't give me any details. <laughs> and now I'm just like confused, also questioning my sanity. Yeah. Maybe so. be like, you know that guy with the big head that you love? Give oh, him a big no. hug because it may be the last time you ever see oh him. My god, oh, my Alex. God. <laughs> uh, Give him a big hug. Squeeze him so tight. Never let him go. <laughs> never let him go. Just hold him. Tell him everything's going to be okay. That's sad. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. It's been a rough year. <laughs> it has been a rough year. In case you were wondering, this is the Joy Circuit Podcast. And we are back. This is our episode about... Our year in review for 2020. Um, but yeah, let's let's kick it off with our personal top fives. I will go first, I guess. Um, now let me think. I don't have anything to refer to, so I have to go <laughs> from the top of my head here. Um, so number five for me is Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Okay. Great game. Great multiplayer game. Um, now another game that I played mostly multiplayer. Number four for me is Streets of Rage 4. Um, excellent indie game uh, slash reboot of like a, a franchise that hasn't been around since the 90s. Is it that long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, been a long time coming, and they honestly... I've never played Streets of Rage before. Oh. Then, 
and I just something interests me about it and had a really great time with it. Um, me and Chris played through it. Um, number three for me would be Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. Um, number two is Final Fantasy VII Remake, for okay. sure. Yeah. And number one, The Last of Us Part Two. No surprise. No surprise there. Yeah. Had to be. Alex, buddy, what's yours? What's yours? I know what your number one is. Okay, we'll start off number five. If that, if that works for you. Um, we'll start off with Animal Crossing New Horizons. Okay. Good game. Uh, it was kind of a, a big thing. Actually, I would say I would say the most important game of the year. Okay. I feel like it kind of helped a lot of people through uh, quarantine and lockdown and the pandemic. Yeah. It allowed people to connect with others and kind of have that sense of community even though they were locked away. Yeah. Very important game. This is fun. And my girls really enjoyed it. Nice. And my girlfriend. Nice. It was a good family game. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, it's like the ultimate family game. Yeah, it is. Because it is multiplayer, right? You have your, all four. You can be running around the screen together doing stuff. Yeah. It's cool. Also, uh, interestingly, uh, the only game that Nintendo released this year. Number four is Ghost of Tsushima. Not much needs to be said about that. Uh, number three is Spellbreak. Mm hmm. Um, maybe I'll leave. I'll wait till Joe. Is it on your? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll wait till Joe. We can yeah, we're going to go through some of the bigger games afterwards. So. Yeah. Um, number two is Hades. Hades is fun. I, I'll say the, the, the number one in this game is much higher than the rest of my list. Hades is a good game. It's a great game. It's a good roguelike. Is it roguelite or roguelite? Roguelite. Light. 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 I would say. Um, From what I've read. It's really fun. It also... I don't think it was game of the year though. A lot of people giving it game of the year. It's it doesn't have an, that much content. Okay. After twenty or thirty run throughs, you see most of the boons. You yeah. you met most of the people. Good game though. Great. I would recommend it to both of you for a run through. For it's it's a great game. It's pretty cheap. It's like twenty thirty bucks. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and number one, Final Fantasy Seven remake. You said on here. Keep it short. I just want to say, this game incredible. <laughs> I'm so glad it came out this year. Amazing game. By far my. Uh, one of my games of the decade up there with breath of the wild incredible still think about it like daily <laughs> oh we <know>. i <laughs> love this game so good yeah hell yeah yeah it so it's great yeah so my my list is is i guess kind of similar uh number five fall guys that's the same position you had it at yeah it's just a good casual game good game to just jump into uh number four for me Spellbreak. again to me it was just fun because you you and nick were playing it so it was fun to jump and play with you guys great it's it's a very fun game it's a very fast pace high mobility very quick game yeah like it's it's exhilarating yeah um and then number three for me i know this would never make your guys' list but assassin's creed valhalla I mean, I mean, it wouldn't yeah. make my list because I just wouldn't play it. That's yeah, just, like if I played it, maybe it would. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> guess we're gonna discuss these a little bit more in depth after. Yeah, we'll go through yeah. some of the game releases of the year, but yeah. for now, just to keep it to the top five. Uh, number two, Ghost of Tsushima. This is actually a toss-up for me between Valhalla and Ghost of Tsushima in second place. That makes sense because I feel like Ghost of Tsushima kind of was like the Ubisoft open world. Yeah, but just m not by Ubisoft. Yeah, and actually, we we discussed that game a lot, and I think I kind of compared them quite a bit in our previous podcast, mm. yeah. uh, which I'm sure you can find on YouTube or on Spotify if you just look past, back through the histories. It's up just there. scroll, just scroll down one. Yep. <laughs> and then number one. So again, <laughs> it is two. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So 
Yeah. My number one, so like, like Alex, there's a massive gulf between number yeah. one for me and everything else that was released this year. Final Fantasy VII Remake. I mean, it just it just restored my faith and love for Final Fantasy, to be honest. I mean, and it, like to. it was dwindling and to dangerous yeah, levels. 100%. Yeah. Dangerous levels. So it was redemption for me. Uh, so yeah, that's my top five. I think I'm just like uh, I'm like an abused like lover or something like that with Square Enix. <laughs> I was like I want like I want to give a game of the year, but I'm still like fearful that I'm gonna get fucking beat up, beat up next time. Yeah, next time we hang out, me and Final Fantasy. Nomura hasn't done us wrong though. You gotta remember that Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts three is probably the worst he's done in recent years, and even that was still a good Kingdom game. Kingdom Hearts three was good. Yeah, it just wasn't. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts one or two level. I like Kingdom Hearts three more than Kingdom Hearts one or two. Sorry. Really? More than two. I haven't played two in like a decade, but... I like it more than two because two I just don't remember. Like there's nothing that I remember from it. You know I, remember? I remember Confusion. I, I know what happened to I rem- I know all the story. I love Kingdom Hearts. You know I know. <laughs> yeah. But my personal experience, you guys have probably all had this. You were, yeah. You were sick. I th- I ate like chips and dip or something this. and I threw up and that <laughs> fucked up. I couldn't even look at the Tron world. The trauma for me was done for like years. I, I, it literally looking at it again made me feel not, not nauseated. well. Yeah. 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 Really weird. No, it's true. I mean, it makes sense, dude. Tron, man. Yeah. Well, it makes sense because like you think when you're sick, yeah, you like smell bad. Yeah. You like everything tastes bad. Like you're just feeling nasty and like that shit. So like even like the smell and feeling of that would just stick with you, man. Kingdom you just Hearts associate 2 these things. and Onion Dip. Ruined both of those for me for years. Oh man, onion dip is so amazing. It's though. So I so know, have you, Joe. Have you had onion dip or Kingdom Hearts two since then? I've had onion dip many times, but not, <laughs> no Kingdom Hearts not, not yet. I'm working. I, I I bought the collection. I want to go back and platinum at some point. But you don't actually. You don't want want to know something that was a huge disappointment for me this year. Right there, huh? I bought French onion dip by accident twice when I meant to get onion dip. That's a disappointment. What's the difference? That, oh, it's like French onion soup. It's just nasty compared to just being like an onion. <laughs> onion dip's amazing, and French onion dip is just no good. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Had, I, I've had, it I've comes had. in like a, a aquamarine, like green color thing. Oh. But I, for some reason, in my head, the traditional onion dip, I'm always like, it's French onion. Are you mm. talking fill, like the fill, like the yeah. cream cheese dip? Yeah, oh, yeah. I've never had the French. You talking yeah. about like the orangey yellow one? Yeah, the orangey the one's the one. good one. Yeah, okay. but they they do make like a one and a green one that's French onion, and oh, it's that's gross. Very disappointing. Yeah, I'd be and I did it twice. Oh, Joe. So I I reached a peak like dip chip dip levels when I started um, dipping like Doritos in like onion dip. Oh yeah, that's when I knew. I've, that's when I knew that there was a problem that I had to stop. I <laughs> 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 don't eat dip anymore. So we all love onion dip though. It's all. Oh yeah, I love it, but it's man doesn't love me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Man, onions a weird thing. Even as a kid, I loved onion dip. Didn't like onions. Hated no, onions. I hated onions. Now I love onions. I, I hate now. onions still, but I love onion dip. Oh. I've always hated mushrooms, and I've been consistent in that hatred. Same, except for the ones that get you fucked up. Yeah, but um, onions couldn't hated them. Me now too. I fucking love them. They're Me like too. the pinnacle of. I yeah, cook them all the time. They're in everything I eat now. Yeah, flavor, man. Yeah. Flavor. No, yeah, yeah, disgusting. <laughs> Unless it's like <laughs> fake onion flavor in a dip or a chip. Yeah. Then it's great, or just powder form. Onion powder, you got to add it to everything. It's true. I mean, the flavor of onion is, you know, where it's at. But, I mean, I think, you know, I'm, I don't mind the texture. Like, I love, like, a good, like, fresh, like, onion, like, on a burger or something. Mm. Or fried, also great, you know. Mm. I don't know. You know what? There's something about onions. An omelet? There's something about onions. They have layers. They do. 
And I think it's time to peel back another layer of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, Joe. I can't even say anything to that. Um, So I actually already fucked with the running order, guys. So we're just going to go through some of these games we've just kind of mentioned here. So I don't think we're going to have like an official Joy Circuit game of the year or anything like that. We're more so just talking about the games we like. But if we did... I, did, I, was, yeah. I could see Alex's face, and I was like, "Yeah, but two out of three of us have finally something to remake." <laughs> it would it would fall to that be just because it's your number two. Yeah, exactly. We exactly. It's it's this and yours is, wasn't even on our list. So. This is a hard. Exactly. I was thinking this when we were talking about it before when we were t- like just over the text. Yeah, and I was like, it sucks because you love this game, and a lot of people do love this game, and it may objectively be the game of the year. Mm. But in this group. It's not. We would never do that because me and Joe just aren't into like survival horror. Yeah, and, exactly. And it sucks because it it does change things. But but honestly, it's like honestly, if we really wanted to be objective and give like a Joy Circuit game of the year, like we'd have to play everything. Actively play everything. We and, would. Like, we don't have the time for that. No. Um, and besides, like, there's enough video game critics out there. We'll be critical of things or we'll like something, but we're just gonna focus on. I find it hard to be critical. I'm pretty. I, I find it pretty easy to be critical. <laughs> <laughs> I like the term enthusiast because I find I am enthusiastic. Yeah, about games, totally, totally. But I don't know. I'm not that. I guy. don't want to be. I don't want to. I wouldn't want to be a game critic necessarily. Like no. I feel like it's it's tough. It's tough when you have to look at everything through that lens too. I give eight to tens across the board for everything. I feel like I probably wouldn't rarely ever dip below an eight. Yeah, I feel I like Alex, your worst is just you're indifferent towards something. Yeah, exactly. That's like as bad as it gets. Exactly, Joe. I be like they tried really hard though. You can tell they tried. Yeah. I love this beautiful little melody that's being played in the background. Yeah, like yesterday we were doing some Let's Plays. We had some drums. I like this, so this yeah. is peaceful. And it's like piano or something. It's like serene. Very soothing oh. and beautiful. Yeah, it's I don't lovely. think it's bad. A game that is soothing and beautiful. You already kind of mentioned it. Cry Animal Crossing. Yeah. New Horizons? Yeah, New Horizons. Okay, I, I didn't know that that I had. I didn't know it had a subtitle, Alex. It could be, it could, there could be no S at the end of Horizons. It could be New Horizon. I'm not sure. Okay. On the exact title, but yeah, it's a great game. It's a fun game. Um, I'm not so I have a weird relationship with Animal Crossing. I never really played it before, mm-hmm. um, only because I always preferred Harvest Moon type games, like games that had like a business element to it more so, and RPG elements, and RPG elements. So there's more depth into just the mechanics of what you're doing day to day. Whereas Animal Crossing focuses more on like the aesthetic. Yeah. So you're building up your house, you're decorating, you're decorating the island, you're bringing in other villagers, giving them presents. It's more of like a social simulator in that sense like building a community up yeah um and building this like community this even like the aesthetics of the community and that has never been my thing i'm more of like a fucking watching the dollar bills go up you know watch the numbers go up yeah you know picking those pumpkins and (laughs) catching fish and mining and so do you like stardew more than like animal crossing too then yeah i like stardew more than i would put stardew above animal crossing but again i think animal crossing is one probably the most important game this year like i wouldn't be shocked if it was many people's game of the year just because the impact it had like socially and culturally it Um, was it was a big thing like april may yeah it was massive yeah um did fuck oh fuck I almost threw up in my mouth there too. For <laughs> I almost threw up in my mouth too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, oh so, but you haven't played other Animal Crossings? No, at all. I, I think I may have bought the one on like 
the Wii or the GameCube. Maybe the Wii one was a remaster of the GameCube one. I'm unsure. But I did buy one. I just didn't even touch it. Like, and uh, what are your thoughts on Tom Nook? Greasy? Greasy landlord? No, or he's, is a, he a, he's a he's an entrepreneurial he's guy, man. He's just, okay. He's yeah. a good guy. He's a, yeah. I wasn't sure. No, I wasn't sure if he was like shady or, or you know if he's good. He founded that island. He's helping to build up his community. He threw loans or whatever. But you know what? Here in Canada, we have like the Hudson Bay Company. They did stuff like that back in the day. I'm assuming, right, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who's Tom Nook? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't the Hudson Bay Company in trouble too? It's going. I mean, they were a pretty nasty company back in the day, weren't they? They, I mean, they were like the founding. They essentially were running. They were like the first fucking corporation, weren't they? They were like corporate control of the country because they were running the fur trade up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too bad. I was talking to to my girlfriend about this a couple weeks ago. I was like, you know what? The Canadian government, government, or whoever, somebody needs to buy out the goddamn bay and save them. They're an institution up here. It's true. They They need to be saved. Yeah, but you never know when like some dirty crap will come out from like the past because the hudson bay company i guarantee you they probably didn't deal very fairly with aboriginal joe you're probably right but so it's probably like an idol that eventually will just be better off going away let it burn so we're just gonna this will probably be the last time we touch on this game for for probably a little bit i'm sure it'll get mentioned passing every episode (laughs) <laughs> but Final Seven Remake. The last we'll talk about, Jeremy, until they release a trailer showing part two, and then we have to go in depth and analyze like potential plot. I meant like a lot la- last for a bit. Do you know what else for just happened, bit. Jeremy? They just trademarked The Last Soldier and Ever Crisis. Okay, so just tell me, we've talked enough about Seven Remake. Just tell me about have this. Have we? Tell me about this, because I don't know what okay. this is. What, what I just said? Not, I've heard about it, but I didn't read about it. So the, they just trademarked like Shinra again, Shinra Electric Company or something. Yeah, okay. um, maybe it was up for renewal or something. I don't know. Uh, Ever Crisis and the yeah. the first soldier. So a so lot Ever of people Crisis, think Crisis Core before Crisis those spinoff yeah, games. Exactly. So what a lot of people think is Avon Children AC before Crisis BC, Crisis Core CC, uh, Dirge of Cerberus DC, and now Ever Crisis EC. But because it's tied Whoa. to Crisis, they think it actually ties back to like Zach because he was related to both before Crisis and Crisis Core. Yeah. Um, and then the first soldier obviously references Sephiroth. Yes. So a lot of people think that may actually be like the subtitle for the second game because the, the second game is going to be mostly the, probably the calm flashbacks. Mm. So we're going to get to see maybe, maybe like you do see them fighting on the way to Nibelheim with Sephiroth, but maybe that'll be expanded out. Maybe we'll get some Wu-Tai stuff. And Do you think they'd throw us for a complete loop in the entire game? You just play as Sephiroth? Maybe. Maybe you play as another Sephiroth from that timeline or something. Maybe, because there could be multiple Sephiroths. See, I don't... At this point. I think we need to turn this podcast Sephiroth's... into a Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Part Two speculation episode. Yeah, really. <laughs> okay, so it's <laughs> been established that. that we will continue to talk about this game. Mm-hmm. It will yes. get mentioned in every episode, most likely. likely. And there will probably be another three-hour recap before Final Fantasy There will be dedicated episodes probably every second. Every second, just... Every second episode of the Joystick Podcast is about Final Seven Remake. Going do you know what we should okay? just do? We should just do a playthrough, a group playthrough, and talk about it while we're playing through the That'd game. That'd be fucking fun. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> nice, Alex. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm just gonna talk about Streets of Rage Four here a bit. Um, so this came out in April. Um, this was actually my game that I started playing, um, or I, it might have came out in March. Yeah, because it was the game I started playing in lieu of Final Fantasy VII Remake because it got delayed. Mm-hmm. So this was my 
game that I had like two weeks to fill before a remake came out, and I was just going to play this. Um, so went through, beat this game twice on co-op with two different people, so once with Chris and once with Tim. Okay. And it's a super fun co-op beat-em-up game. Like, I feel like this genre doesn't get a lot of love nowadays, and personally, like, I don't really have a lot of experience with this genre. Like, for me, Dragon's Crown was the first real beat-em-up that I put any time into. Like, obviously, you play, like, Turtles in Time when you're you know, on the Super Nintendo, like, you remember playing games like that, but never, like, I remember never being, like, good enough to get, like, too far into it. Um, but Dragon's Crown really opened my eyes to that genre and obviously loved the RPG elements and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But Streets of Rage 4 is just so much fun. <laughs> it's just so much fun. The combat, um, there's, a, there's this cool combo system, so when you, when you attack, if you use your specials, it, it takes your HP away. But by continuously... Uh, like continuing your combo, you'll gain that HP back. So you can sort of um, choose whether to like use your special attacks that do a lot of damage and sacrifice your HP. But then also, if you think you could keep your combo going, then you get that HP back. Mm. So it's got this nice um, trade-off in terms of your special abilities and stuff like Risk that. Risk reward. Yeah, it's not just like a cooldown or something mm -hmm. like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and Streets of Rage, like awesome music. You think of cool character designs. Um, you think of like the weapons that you can pick up. Um, and really, really, you just think about, like, it's a game you want to play with friends. Like, I don't think I would have, would have had as much fun if I was just playing solo. Yeah. Same with Dragon's Crown. I was never much interested in just going through that game, like, alone. Yeah. Because you really lose something. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the only really criticism I could say for the game is there wasn't, like, a lot of characters. I think there was five characters. And I think the old Streets of Rage games had, like, that amount of characters. So I think people expected, like, a little bit more. Right. And, um... Some of the extra characters they did have were actually just like the Streets of Rage two version of that character. So like you could play, you could literally like have uh, Axel from Streets of Rage. You could play a Streets of Rage two version, and you could literally have like the pixelated Axel hmm. in this like cell shaded, um, you know, stylized that they've gone with it uh, with Streets of Rage four. Right. And that's another thing the the sort of cell shaded um, look uh, looks really good. First one I didn't when I saw it I was like oh like obviously pixel art is great and you love to see it um, but I think this kind of animation works really well for a game like this and Dot Emu the company that's doing it they're making Windjammers two nice and they made Wind they ported Windjammers makes sense and Windjammers two has a similar sort of aesthetic to it yeah um, so it's gonna be hopeful for Windjammers two because they did such a good job with Streets and they put so much love and effort into it reviving this old franchise um, honestly. I think that's a let's play we should do because it is like three, up to three or four players, I think. Mm. Um, you can beat it in an afternoon. Yeah, it's a good, good game. Old school, blast from the past. Love it. Streets of Rage, highly recommended. Nice. Uh, it's like some of us play Battletoads. Oh, yeah, Battletoads. That's another one you think of. Yeah, that's the one that I think of. I have played it. And Double Dragon. Did you ever see that yeah. movie? Yeah. Uh, no. Double Dragon the movie. I remember seeing it. You remember that. that, Joe? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was, it was a probably bad movie, but I really enjoyed it as a kid. Just like Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter with Jean-Claude. Right, 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 right. The next really big game is The Last of Us Part Two. I guess it's just for me, ultimately, it's just this insane attention to detail in terms mm. of everything. Mm. Sound effects, music, everything in-game. It's just like more detailed than any other game I've ever, ever played. Right. Um, and 
it's perfect in that like everything in that game feeds into itself. There's nothing that it like there's nothing you're doing that's taking away from like another part of the game, you know? Like everything just like not to like compare it to Final Remake because they're completely different, but like in that game, the thing that stopped it from being my number one is that there are things in that game that just take you away from the things you enjoy doing. Like I think of the fucking cranes. I think of just like random things like that. That for me, it's keeping me from what I like about this game. It's just it's telling me, hey, you need to stop for a minute. And whereas in the Last of Us Part Two, everything I'm doing is feeding into itself. You know, you could say like, okay, remake comes from like a Japanese place. It comes from an anime sort of sure. fundamental place. Yeah. Whereas Last of Us is striving for realism. You know. Uh-huh. So obviously, it's kind of not really fair to compare those things. Like. Yeah. Um, but for me. I just felt like Last of Us 2 was just super because everything was meaningful and the details just insane. And also, like, the characters they added to this game, like, the first one was about primarily Joel and Ellie. Yeah. They added, like, six meaningful characters to this mm-hmm. game. And they, spoilers for Last of Us Part 2, in case you don't know, they fucking killed Joel in the very beginning. So they got rid of, like, half of their, like, main cast and they brought in these other people. And to me, be like, to end that game and feel so strongly about these new characters, even stronger than I felt about Joel in, in some cases. It's just insane. Like, they could have had another game that was just Ellie and Joel, but it wouldn't have been as good as the first game. See, I feel like I don't... I have not played the... I started the first one, didn't finish it, Same. haven't played the second. Yeah. I I feel like as a dad, I connect with Joel mm-hmm. in the sense at the very beginning, he loses his daughter. Yeah. He connects with Ellie and it's his new like adoptive daughter. Mm-hmm. And then he dies. And then the focus from what I understand is essentially that revenge is bad. And like, you have to like, you're just going to continue the cycle of hatred and blah, blah, blah. And for me, that's such a shift in kind of themes from like loss and like moving on with your life to just like, I don't know. It's just such a dynamic shift Yeah. that for me, like that second part, I'd be like, like you, I get the shock value from killing off Joel, but in terms of like what you're trying to, I don't, I don't. So I think the thing that you would have got out of playing the full game was that Joel wasn't like a great guy. No, a hundred percent. And so it's like his decisions he made basically like this is the cost for your decisions because mm-hmm. you chose to save Ellie, someone who had potentially the cure for humanity and you selfishly, stopped her from dying because you loved her and you don't want to lose her. But in doing that, you basically cast off humanity, you know? So that's the kind of thing. And it's like, well, Joel killed all these people in the process of rescuing Ellie at the end of the first game. He kills Abby's dad. So Abby's revenge quest, she's trying to revenge her father who Joel killed. Mm-hmm. So her getting to uh, Joel is her, like, fulfilling her quest for revenge. And then once she does it, she realizes fuck, that didn't solve anything, you know? Like, I'm still angry, I'm still, you know, my dad's still dead type of thing, you know? Um, and then, I guess, it, and it is, like, if you really boil it down, it's just a story about revenge and how it doesn't it doesn't actually uh, solve the problem. Like, it doesn't do what you want it to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, in itself, is pretty generic storyline. Yeah. But it's more about, you know, also a generic thing to say, but, like, it's more about the journey, I guess. Um, and just growing with Ellie and seeing her and then seeing seeing Abby, who's someone that when you first meet her, you're like, I fucking hate this person. She killed Joel. And to, for me at least, by the end, by halfway through her, even in the very beginning of her playthrough, really, I was just like, 
I was just like happy to learn about her motivations and mm-hmm. like towards the end of the game, I'm like, dude, I'm Team Abby for sure. Really? Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Like, I, I if the Last of Us Three was just about Abby, I wouldn't even care. <laughs> like, if Ellie wasn't even in it, I would be like, I want to see Ellie, but like Abby is the fucking really. She's the best man. Love her. Love her. See, I feel like I could enjoy watching the game as a movie, but yeah, like. Yeah. Playing the game is like what you described about the cranes. Like every minute of the game is just me doing something I don't want to do. Which that's is the thing. Play yeah. the game. If you don't, if you don't like the gameplay loop, <laughs> then you know. But for me, like I love scrounging for supplies and like, you know, getting better upgrades through that. And it, the game really uh, um, rewards you for for searching every fucking nook and cranny. Do you know what that gameplay loop sounds like? That you should give it a try. Overwatch. How the fuck is Overwatch like The Last of Us in any way? Let's they have on. shooting. <laughs> they have shooting. Actually, you know what? The Last of Us, I would actually enjoy it if they turned it into just like a full-blown run-and-gun, hack-and-slash type game where I could just run in, not worry about go. stuff, and just like easy. slice shit apart. It I might enjoy easy. it more. I hate the loop. I, I, What Joe just said, when I saw human enemies pop up, I was like, oh, thank God. I get to have a shootout with somebody. Because yeah. before that, when you're creeping through and fighting the zombies, I'm just... I'm so tense. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't like it at all. See, I would rather be stealth against that uh, against the um, the humans, the infected. Oh, because to me, they're more predictable. Humans are unpredictable. Oh, it's so much more fun. I'd rather shoot. just run in and I shoot. See, I like I like blaze of glory. I prefer stealth. Like, yeah. if I play MGS, like I want to be as stealthy as possible. I just want to shoot tranks and people. I want a machine gun, and I just want to yeah. go in but with like a fifty cal. You can do that. You sure. can be stealthy. You can be stealthy. You can you can go run a gun. But the thing is, yeah. you can't be as it is a survival horror game too. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't like that part. I also prefer my games to have like I don't know, hub like towns that you freak frequently come back to. Yeah, like a safe zone. Yeah, and like stores to go shop at. Lo- like yeah, load out my it's kit. It's a linear game, you know. Yeah. There is an open section of the game, but yeah. and there's like one town city in the beginning that you're in yeah that's not something you would go back to can you even customize your character at all no no see but uh you can't play guitar there's a sick guitar mini game joe but no it's okay but like i get it's not your cup of tea yeah yeah. um but uh and uh, about the survivor horror though i'm not really a fan of survivor horror okay last was the only survival horror game i can say that i've actually beaten didn't you play resident Resident evil i played resident evil one remake and two remake but i've never yeah. beaten them like oh, i probably okay. played them for like four hours and then got scared right for some reason something about resident evil scares the shit out of me all oh, scares me and the last of us part two doesn't whereas when the last of us two is way more serious and realistic whereas mm-hmm. resident evil is a lot more campy yeah and like crazy does last of us do a lot of jump scares because i feel like resident evil kind of does it's not like jump scares are like they're not scary in the sense of like Holy fuck! I'm like terrified for my life. It's just like someone fucking popping up in your face. It's and just like, clickers popping up everywhere. Yeah, but like I don't think Last of Us Two really goes for jump scares that yeah. I really think about. But um, jump scary enough for me. <laughs> it is. It is definitely creepy. Like I am more tense playing a game like that. Yeah. I don't but for some reason, there's like there's like a wall with Resident Evil where like I want to play it so bad, but I'm like, ah, for some reason, it. I think it's because it's just you fucking have to shoot the zombies like fifty fucking times in Resident <laughs> Evil Two Remake. It's insane. <laughs> Um, but, uh, all right. So last was part two. Jeremy's game of the year. No one else's. <laughs> um, Ghost of Tsushima. So we did a whole podcast on this. Yeah. Um, I don't think we really have too much to say other than for me, I guess I'll just say that this game, when I was playing it, fucking great. Loved it. Yeah. As soon as I was done, 
fade it from the mind very quickly. I can't get back into it. I keep trying to go. It back also to faded from your house. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Literally <God>. faded. Yeah, <laughs> oh faded God. from existence. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> oh God. Um, but that's the one thing I'd say. So like when I when I was playing, I was really like I was totally in. I was totally in. I platinumed the game. I fucking yeah. put a lot of time in this game. But like it's just like lot. I did the same thing with remake and uh, Last of Us Part Two in terms of getting the platinum. But I keep thinking about those games. Yeah. Ghost of Tsushima, I literally just have to go on how much I enjoyed it in the time and based off of that. Yeah. Um, yeah also, I, didn't get to play Legends, so that might have that might changed how I felt. But. Alex, did you try Legends? I no. thought I saw you on Legends on PlayStation. I tried Ghost of Tsushima again. I keep trying to go back and play it, and I can't do it. But no, I didn't. Play so Legends. you never finished it, did you? I didn't finish. It. I'm in right. the second uh, second area. The next game, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. This kind of came out of nowhere for me. But this is the first battle royale that I've put any significant time into, and I really enjoy it. I like that it's like it's basically a platformer, essentially. It's a competitive platformer. Um, do you want to know my goddamn experience with Fall Guys? <laughs> I do. So I downloaded it the day after it came out on PS Plus. Mm. I'm into the Twitters, you see. So I, I see, I see, all, I get all this information as it happens. And people were really feeling this game immediately. So I got on there to check what this is all about. Played my first game. I get to the very last round. Finally, yeah. So it's like six people. Yeah. And it's the the tail game, which I already played once. Yeah, okay. Okay, tail game. And I have the tail. And I'm booking. And I have it for a good... I think it was only a couple minutes. It was like a minute or two, wasn't it? Like, it's really short. It was yeah. two minutes or something. And I had it until like five seconds at the end. And then somebody came and took the goddamn tail. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm done with this goddamn game forever. <laughs> My first game, I could have got a win, and it was stolen from me in the last few seconds. But that's I'm done the with point. This game. That's the point of no, the tail Joe, one. Bitter. Most people stand. I don't even in those tail grab ones. I don't even move until 20 seconds. Ugh. Like if done. I if I don't have a tail, I sit there. I wait till the last 20 seconds, and then I try to stand somewhere sneaky. And I'm just like, I hope someone comes back by me in the end, and I can just. Joe, get a cheap tail. And if everybody else had done that same thing, that would have been fine. But when I'm running around for two minutes, jumping and nailing all, nailing all these jumps, dodging everybody to save my damn tail, and then a few seconds left, they managed to steal it from me? No. <laughs> See, I feel like I've been to like 30-plus no. finals, and I've never won a final. So to, to me, I'm like, well, whatever, yeah. dude. I fucking lost like 30 Exactly. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. Never. Never. I'm done. Yeah, just the way it goes. That's hilarious, though. For me, it just, it. I don't know. It appeals to me. I don't know. Something about it. I like it. I like, yeah. I Joe. just fire it up, play a couple of games, yeah. and turn it off, play something else. Exactly. Exactly. That's what it is. And it is, you said this the other day, but it's a game that is way more fun when you're just playing with people. Yeah. So even if you're online in a party, you know, it's nice that you can do that. You can all be in the same, you know, arena or whatever. Yeah. I feel like even if you get out, you kind of root for the other people while they're continuing on. How big is it? How big is the game? Gig was. <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't it's know. Big. It's probably small. Probably pretty small. Probably like ten so. gigs or something. Yeah. I guess okay. passes. <laughs> Alex, I, I want to see get. I want to see you get to a point where you just judge games based on how what the install size is. <laughs> I got so mad the other day. If a game's like a uh, hundred gigs, then it's it's trash. That's literally what happened this week. Yeah. I, I went. I was like, you know what? I gotta get back into Monster Hunter. I really gotta finish oh. Iceborne. Went to go play it. No, need an update. Get the. I have like forty six gigs free. Not big, not enough room for the update. For the update, so I'm like, for <laughs> sakes. And I had to go. Guess what game I had to delete? What remake? No, I can't delete remake. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> but it's delete so it big. Yet. I can't delete it yet. <laughs> you know what's so even big. bigger than remake? Oh, call, Cyberpunk. Call it Warzone. Oh, Warzone's long gone. Oh, you've already had that. Star Wars. 
I had uh, to get rid of it, even though I just downloaded it because it's 120 gigs. Yeah. I had to get rid of it. I was like, I'm, I don't like this game that much. I don't like I it. I feel like EA and Activision don't give a fuck about they don't. sizes. They could totally, they could optimize that. They're just like the bigger They're our the games shitty are. fucking poor. Jesus Christ. The bigger our games are, the less games will be installed on the system for people to play instead of playing our game. Look how that worked out for them. They're probably Fucking working on they're probably working on an eight hundred and something gig game so they can just fill your PlayStation. You can't play anything oh, else. I hate them. Right, well, don't do it. Don't do it, Activision Blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> um, Another party game that me and Alex played, I guess, Spellbreak. Yeah. Another use, battle royale. Another battle royale. My yeah. battle royale of choice, actually. Mm-hmm. Now, see, yeah. this, I look at this game and it looks fine, but I don't. There's nothing that would draw me in personally. Honestly, the only thing that's great about this game is the speed of the gameplay. It's Highly mobile, yeah. Super, it has a huge like skill ceiling. Mm-hmm. Like It's so mobile. You're leaping around, jumping around, flying around, shooting projectiles at each other. It's insane. It's really fun, but if you're willing to get better, like it, you really get it. Like Where we were at the end, like we were constantly top two top three teams almost every single time like literally every single time yeah it's so fun which i feel like to be fair is easier at spell because i feel like there wasn't as many people there weren't competitive players playing it a lot of people played it i think for a bit and then they just went back to their other br games because there weren't any updates they're getting them now though they've changed the map around and stuff Okay. Like Bogmore has a whole, it's brand new. So this yeah. is a pretty small game. So like for people yeah. who don't know this game, from from what I can tell, it's basically it's essentially a battle royale. Yeah. And Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> with with wizards instead of guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're in a. Is it? A, it's not even. Doesn't even seem particularly like a fantasy setting necessarily. Um, but it's magic. It's just kind of like medieval castles and yeah, stuff. Okay. And there's, I think there's a part of the map that's more like deserty and yeah. like temple. Okay. So it's a very diverse map, geo- like geographically. And they're working on it. They're making changes. Like yeah. That. And this game? Oh, God, what's her? Um, I don't even remember now. Oh, Jesus. Sorry, spell break. <laughs> no, I don't yeah. know why I forget them. I, I do know. It's not epic, is it? No, it's a, it's a smaller studio. But yeah, I think, so basically, yeah, you, you have you have a fairly limited choice of loadouts because you have like, what is it? Four, six, six classes, right? Six gauntlets. And you have like a kind of a smaller attack and then a major attack. Proletariat. Proletariat. Proletariat, right. That's an interesting, interesting name for a game company. Yeah. Reminds me of 1984. Yeah. But as Joe's saying, yeah, there's different elemental classes. Yeah, but the coolest thing is, what it, I, I, it's been a while since, but like the the rune, right? It's your rune skill that you get. For mobility, yeah. For mobility. And you can get ones that just give you flight, so you can literally just fly for a certain amount of Which time. Which is so fun. They yeah. have stealth ones that let you go stealth, yeah. and then you can like combo that. You can sometimes combo like the stealth with, like the stealth comboed with poison, yeah. and that would increase your stealth. So you could actually like, combo different abilities and stuff like that there's a lot of combinations and with the elements. for example you could you could have two gauntlets so you could actually have two loadouts one on each hand and they would combo together so you could take like a wind class create a tornado and then light the tornado on fire okay cool so nice. 
pretty that's cool. Kind of, pretty badass. Yeah, I feel like you could do stuff like that in like Divinity. Very high, yeah. very like fast I mean, like, paced. This though. is like applied to like a battle royale. Yeah, yeah. very yeah. fast paced. Because you're trying to like you're yeah. throwing fireballs, you're throwing rocks, all while trying to avoid other people throwing that stuff at you, flying around the map. I mean, I've at, definitely like, seen a bit speed. just from you guys playing it and stuff. But yeah. yeah, it's my BR of choice too. But I'm also not like a massive fan of the BR generally. So, <laughs> and I was never very good at it. But it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Well, hopefully the game continues like hopefully it finds a little bit more of an audience and it doesn't just yeah sort of die out we left it we left it for overwatch essentially <laughs> yeah for an old game yeah. we, we did what everyone else did went back to an old game yeah. um next game i think i'm the only one who played assassin's creed valhalla i mean i don't think much needs to be said about this it's as typical assassin's creed especially like they changed the formula a bit with uh origins and then odyssey is stuck <laughs> with that valhalla is very very similar like there's no real game breaking changes it's just set in a different setting and it's a good setting i mean you start off in like norway mm-hmm. and then the rest of the games in england which they've done england before with syndicate but that was industrial revolution Are there ships like do you yeah you've got ships okay. so you've got viking long ship most of your time so this one's not really when you're in norway you've got a little bit of open water but this one's more river based because you're basically raiding down the rivers of England mm. into different areas. Okay. Um, they did add a raiding mechanic where like you bring your long boat up to like a settlement and then you can raid the settlement mm-hmm. and you'll basically jump in and you've got all your like Viking companions on your long ship that run in with you and you kill everyone and you go to like the church and you take all their gold and stuff like that. Straight out of Vikings. Straight out of Vikings. It's, it, they do a good job of capturing the feel of Vikings, mm. especially like the show. Um, they've got like uh the sons of ragnar are in the show kind of thing and you meet them so they've got like the typical historical figures in there okay. but yeah it's a fun romp around you know we've had shows we've had a couple like big show series around it so it's good to have something in that setting game wise yeah. so to me it's a lot of fun you can build up your your viking settlement uh which i guess that that's an a new addition over odyssey and origins is you actually have a settlement you build it up you actually collect resources through your rating to build buildings and develop it so that's pretty cool i mean vikings will never not be cool so hades this game got a lot of hype upon release and a lot of build-up i think really because of the lineage of uh games like bastion and what was their game after that bastion and uh oh my god with the lady with the talking sword uh I forget the name of it. But yeah. I've played it. Bastion uh, was super well received. I can't yeah, really remember the second game. but I don't Transistor. Think Transistor, yeah. Didn't have as much of an impact. No. But Hades now seems to be really good from what I can tell. Yeah, people love this. They think this is kind of the pinnacle of the genre. Mm. Um, it's really fun. So, number one, I love Greek mythology. Um, mm. I took a class on it at Dow, actually. No, yeah, uh, yeah. I got yeah. an A plus in it. Love that class. Nice. Yeah. Read all that oh, shit. All you had to do, all you had to do was memorize the family tree and the connections between the gods. It was so such a weird it's so class. Easy though, like it yeah. was. I was so into Greek mythology as a kid. I probably could have aced that yeah, course when I was like eight. So yeah, easy. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> awesome class. Yeah. And this is that. Like literally, you're the son of Hades, and you're trying to escape because you want to. Spoilers for everybody. You want to go find your mom, who's uh. Is it per Persephone or something like that? Her name mm-hmm. is. I don't forget her. But uh, he's going to look for because he find out this Nyx, who's like knight, 
uh, isn't his actual mom. So he's going to find his mom. He try, has to escape Hades and the gods of Olympus kind of just discovered that uh, Zag exists. So they're trying to help him get out. So he'll come to Olympus. Mm, okay. um, so they're kind of lending their powers to him to help him escape. And so you kind of have all these conversations with all these side characters in Hades, as well as all the gods up on Olympus who are trying to help you get out. Cool. It's really cool. Um, the abilities, they give you these things called boons, which just enhances your your weapons and your abilities are six different weapons. And then um, it kind of, they maybe like if your dash will now do strike lightning or you'll create a wave. Uh, maybe your attack will zap people. Like they just kind of add things to enhance your abilities. And then they start like connecting and like kind of creating synergy between the different gods' abilities. It's cool. It's pretty in-depth, but I'd say after probably around your 30th try, you start to identify the stuff that is really good and the stuff that isn't, mm. and you kind of start learning what you have to do to really beat and get through the game, okay. like the best boons, and so it becomes a little less... So what carries over, like you said it's a rogue light, what carries over between runs? So you, you get this darkness uh, resource, and you can use that to get like these upgrades in this mirror. Okay. Um, and then you have weapons that you can unlock with like this boss stuff that drops Titan blood. Okay. Um, you yeah. don't carry over any like stats or anything like that. No, well, just through the mirror, I guess that yeah. gives you some stats and then you do get like some materials that come back to the Tartarus or whatever it's called that you mm -hmm. can use to enhance stuff. Yeah. But all you get essentially money as you're going through that can only be spent okay. in the levels. Cool. Um, but it's mostly about the dialogue. I think it's just really well written. It's well voice acted. It has a really cool aesthetic. The character designs are really interesting. Mm. Um, it's just a cool game. Yeah. Okay. I, I might check it out at some point. I think it's a game that I probably would like. I think you'd it. like it too. Yeah. It doesn't seem overly hard. It's not. Because I feel like that's the thing with a lot of these roguelikes. You think they seem like they're hard because they're permadeath. Mm -hmm. If anything, they're hard for that reason. I would say the f you're going to die a lot. Like that's the whole point yeah. of it. But <laughs> you... There, it's a it's a nice progression, I'll say. And certain weapons are way easier than others too. Some weapons yeah. are pretty tough to to finish it with, but okay. it's fun. Hades, nice, nice. Um, so the last really game we're gonna talk about for our favorite games of the year is one that actually only one of us played. Um, and it didn't make my top five. Either, it didn't even make your top five. Shit. Now, again, going back to a year from now, if we could tell ourselves that Cyberpunk <laughs> is gonna be messy <laughs> yeah um but i would have thought for sure this game would be in my top five i'm pretty I didn't sure play it yeah i'm pretty sure we have podcasts where we were like we have no worries about cyberpunk because we trust cd project yeah. red so much yeah exactly like we know they're gonna we actually deliver. chose we, we chose between square enix naughty dog and cyberpunk which one we wanted to succeed or fail yeah and i don't remember i think I which one was most important like it was most important to them to succeed kind yeah. of thing I remember I said Final Fantasy VII Remake. But that was true, did. too. Like, they needed that, too. Yeah. But, damn. You doubted Nomura. <laughs> you doubted Nomura, and he pulled I don't, through. I don't know. And then, I might have said Naughty Dog for all I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember what I said. See the... I thought it was between FF7 Remake, Last of Us, and Cyberpunk. Yeah. 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 And those so... Those, those three companies. I feel like, I feel like you, you, may have, you may have said uh, CD Projekt Red. Yeah, it might have been CD Projekt Red. Just, I think, just I think, because they only had one IP and this was like yeah. a new IP. So, okay. Well, so I, maybe. Would, I don't I'm know. pretty sure I said, I would have said like, I don't have any worries at all about 
The Last of Us because I know it's going to yeah. be amazing. It's Naughty Dog. Their track record is just yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm actually going to wait for the PS5 version. I've decided that I'm just waiting for that because I, I, I pre-ordered it. I have, I have the physical PS4 version. They promised a free upgrade. Yeah. Um, so I'm just like, you know what? I'm happy to wait. I'll probably do the same thing, actually. Yeah, I want to. It's yeah. a game that I think being removed from all that noise, plus whatever patches they do, it's going to um, be fine. The PS5 version, like, that'll be, it'll be a better climate to be playing it in, I think. Yeah, so I'll say, like, I said I didn't put it on my top five, but I didn't put it on my top five just because I didn't play it the entire way through. Yeah. And I'd say I didn't even really play it enough to really give it a fair shake. But I'll say, like, I played the PS4 version on the PS5. It plays great. Plays like there's very l- few bugs. Like, The Witcher Three started with bugs, so the 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 magnitude of bugs on the PS5 playing the PS4 version of this is no worse than Witcher Three would have been. Okay. Uh, and a lot of game releases would be. So I think it's perfectly fine as a release on the PS5 to play it. And I was actually enjoying it a lot. Like, it probably would have easily been my number two had I actually ranked it because mm-hmm. I was enjoying it a ton. I would, and I'd say there would be a big gap even between Ghost of Tsushima and Cyberpunk. Like, it's a solid game. And I don't think it deserves any of the crap that it gets beyond the fact that it, it's a PS4 game that doesn't really work on the PS4. <laughs> <laughs> like, they literally removed it from the store. Yeah, so like, pretty bad. that's fair. Yeah. But like, if you look at it as a game playing on a system that can play it, yeah. then it's, it's a really good game. Yeah. And I'm, actu- I'm excited to get back to it. I, I no longer have a PS5 right now to play it on, and I'm not going to play it on a PS4. It is more playable. I did try it, but it's still just a garbage experience. Yeah. Like, just yeah. don't do it. Just yeah. play it on a PS5 or wait for the PS5 version. How the fuck did this happen? I will, I if, if I get a PS, another PS5 before the PS5 version's out, I will jump back in and finish it on PS4. Okay. I think it's definitely good enough. So it has so. your seal of approval. Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. Um, I want to make a comment here. Well, I said Animal Crossing is the most important game of the year. I think this is also a very important game of the year in that... I think it's going to show developers you can't be pulling this shit anymore. There was a big financial. I don't think it's um, the developers though. It's the the management, the management. team of yeah. CD Projekt Red. But there's, I, there's no one who's a developer who's like, yeah, let's fucking push it out. No. Yeah. Like, so to them, with their name on it, no. Yeah. So to be fair, so CG Project Red says that the reason that this happened is because they didn't realize how bad it performed on PS4. They thought that it was good to go the biggest issues aren't just like little bugs. The biggest issue is it just, it's a potato. It's like, yeah. at, like it's lower than standard <laughs> definition on like the PS4 when I first yeah. filed it up. Which you think just like, how would they not know? One person put, plays it on a PS4 and you should know. But what they said is because of COVID, everyone was working remotely mm. and they didn't have the console development kits available to people working remotely. It could only be done in office. So, all the testing was pretty much being done on PCs that could run it no problem. And there's no no issues with it, really. Like, no graphical issues, really, with it. Bugs, though. I've heard there's still a lot of bugs on PC. Yeah, but bu- bugs are... Bugs, bugs are, are world like, games, you know. Normal no, now. But, like, I, I'm pretty sure... And maybe Unless I'm wrong. Unless you're, like, Ubisoft, where you don't really change that much between yeah. games. Like, I feel like... These games are just buggy. But if I'm is... buying a game at launch now, I expect to put up with bugs. Like I just. But that kind of that's another thing. It's like, should we have to expect that? I think if you're gonna, I want people, I want developers to be somewhat ambitious, and I don't want them to that's worry true. like, oh, bugs. You know. I think we just not need to release dates. Is the thing. Yeah. Just don't don't release 
don't make an announcement for the release date until it's basically just done. Like, why? Like, why not? Well, it just people just get pissed off. They said that they like this wasn't even a thing where they they felt pressured to release it. They claimed that they weren't trying to rush it out. They just mm-hmm. honestly thought the game was ready to go. Saw no valid reason to know, really man. release it anymore. Sounds like PR spin to me. Yeah, it me sounds too. ridiculous to me that literally nobody put it in a PS4 and said, holy crap. There's <laughs> no way. The PS4 game I guarantee run on you the, the number one SKU they would have sold was the PS4 version. For well, sure. They, they only sold the PS4 version. That's all there is. There's no, no PS5 version. Oh, no, you, but you, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. For between like Xbox, Xbox and PC and everything else, like Stadia, like that would have yeah. been their number one. Yeah. That's the one, like, but I can see how it happened, especially given that everything that's going on. I can on see why year, but widespread, like, but there, ha- yeah. there, was, you, there was guaranteed one guy who was like, guys, like, I played on the PS4, it doesn't work. And they were just like, shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> it seems insane to me, especially if you go back to the first Cyberpunk video they ever showed in like 2013 there is a lot that they cut from at the, the game. at the end of that trailer the fr- it's literally just like it's just a cinematic trailer the girl know, of like the mantis arm girl yeah. and yeah. at the end it's like coming when it's ready that's exactly yeah. what it says and then for it to release like eight years later literally when it's not ready yeah but did you hear the, kind of the shrier stuff that didn't even start development until 2016 yeah they restarted development in 2016 yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they had developed it before, but I think they started from scratch. And f- I think what he said is it was just overambitious vision for the game that just couldn't be delivered you upon. Know, you know what this all comes back to, Joe? The Witcher 3 is just too damn good. Yeah. So they, I mean, they had so big... fucking high because the game is basically perfect. Yeah. So the in- it's not even... You know actually, what? Witcher 3 is not even close to being perfect, but it feels perfect. Yeah. You know? The industry needed this. I really feel like they needed... these These publishers needed to see gamers refusing yeah. because i feel like they've just been pushing and pushing and pushing dumb microtransactions and dmr and like all these things over the years yeah. that finally this whole this whole idea now that games are kind of like a an open beta yeah. when they're launched i think there there's been pushback there's been financial monetary implications of yeah. the pushback from gamers so i think that's really important going forward i don't think you're gonna see a lot of people at least in the short term pulling this kind of bullshit again i think it's sad though that it that cyberpunk, like CD Projekt Red, is the one that has to be the martyr for this, because really, what they've stood for up until now is like very generous with their content. Like you get more than what you paid for, you get more than what you're promised. Yeah, and so it's really sad that, like, I guess like EA or Activision, they're kind of just immune to this shit because they don't really have. There's not really like a personality you're yeah. feeling from that that company. Like they can, it doesn't really matter. Like you just know, like Activision, EA's scum or whatever. So yeah. it's like you expect it. But CD Projekt Red, I feel like it's kind of sad that it happened to them because like that's not really what they have been about. And I yeah. and I can't honestly think that they the developers at least wanted to put it out in this. See, but I think that's why it happened. Yeah, it's the arrogance yeah. because they were a person because they were a team be. because Witcher Three, this game of the generation, was attributed to them. And they did this. They felt like they couldn't do wrong. They, even though there were signs that they fucked up, they couldn't actually accept that they fucked up. Hubris. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't Could know. Be. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say. Like, I think it. If if you had played The Witcher Three, Alex, I think you might have a different opinion. You'd be like, look at the fucking love that. No, this game, I get you know? that, but I know, but the but Witcher it, when one... it released, it was buggy, right? Yeah, I it heard was. it was buggy as hell. It was. So it's, I guess it's not really unprecedented. Yeah. I played it when. Yeah. Like when the the menu was completely just fucked up. Yeah. Like I feel like, what, like the, there was the UI who... for the menu was not done. Yeah. From what, from what I heard, like you're much better off 
like waiting six months to a yeah. year to start playing Witcher three. Exactly, as and I didn't well. really truly like I dabbled. I yeah. didn't truly play into it until all that stuff was no longer an issue. Yeah, so. and I wonder if CD Projekt Red had the reputation and the hype for Witcher three, would it have been almost as disappointing as this is? Yeah, if Witcher two had been had Witcher like three, had, then. well, if people were yeah, if people were like, oh my god, this is unacceptable. When the b- bugs in The Witcher Three first came out, now they get, now they became like a glory, like the glory child of video gaming, yeah. and how fast video game like journalists and everything turned on them. That's just that's and now they're being like, demonized for like and everything that's the thing that, that I don't do. think is fair because it's not. Yeah. There should be some like goodwill from what they did before yeah. that should carry forward. Yeah, and we should consider that it was a COVID year. Like sometimes you know people just fuck up. And you got to be like, well, that sucks. It takes away some of your goodwill, but, you know. But I think it was in combination with other factors too, right? Because they've been hearing reports about, like, hard crunch on the team. Like, it just wasn't, the game's development wasn't handled properly. So It was definitely mismanagement. Yeah, it's not just the end product. And what happened, it was the whole, it was the messaging. Very similar to, like, No Man's Sky, right? Yeah. Like, that may be, they just won an award. Sean Murray was shocked or whatever when it was, his name. yeah. Whatever yeah, it was yeah. ongoing game of the year or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and, like, good for them. That's great that they came back and fixed it and everything. But same thing, the messaging was off. What the expectations set by the company itself were off. And that, that's... Well, I, I feel like, I feel like CD Projekt Red did try to manage expectations to a certain extent. I think the delays in saying we're going to have this ready at this point changed that. I think delaying and being like, we're trying to get it polished and blah, blah, blah. Instead of continuing delay and be like, guys, honestly, it's just not ready. Here's the thing. If they had they done that and literally just showed a video of an NPC just drifting off into the air or like, you know what I mean? Or like cars just fucking like jittering off into the sky. That would have been enough for the people to be like, Take your time. Yeah, yeah. Fix this shit. Yeah. But instead, they kept delaying it, and then they put it out saying, we delayed it a year to make it good, and now it's not good still. It's like, that's that's on them. Like, continue to delay. Put Communicate. Yeah. They should have. They, they just, they, they missed it somehow, which is pretty crazy, but yeah. I'm willing to just give them another shot. I think, I, I, I think they've I earned. think I could very well be sitting here a year from now talking about how, like, Cyberpunk 27 is one of the greatest games of all time once I've played yeah. the PS5. I'm sure. Like, yeah. It doesn't I, matter. You forget all that shit. Once you've had just an awesome experience, you'll be like, well, all that other noise just goes to the window. Especially I don't once forget. you've been. <laughs> I feel like we should pretty much just forget that it was released this year, and next year we should just lump it in with 2021 games yeah. when PS5. I'm sure it'll out. be a great game next year. Yeah. I'm sure it will be. Yeah. But they've—I just think they've earned what they got here, and I'm glad they did because I think it's not just for them. They somebody needed to be made an example of. You can't be putting the shit like that and expect people to pay. <laughs> but not the crown jewel, man. <laughs> Jesus. No, I think it was what Joe said. It was yeah. too much, too fast for them. And no. I mean, they were historically They probably needed small. this little bump back so yeah. that The Witcher 4 could be <laughs> perfect. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's they, all I care about. They were trying to grow from a relatively small game company to like a pretty big game company. Yeah, like so. Witcher 1 was a fucking horrendously looking yeah. monstrosity of a game. Yeah. Apparently it was like fun enough that people liked it. Witcher 2 was like graphically much better, like better everything, still like linear. Yeah. You know? And then Witcher 3 was like this huge open world, like fucking like detail like storylines like yeah. dialogue trees holy crap this is an un this was an unprecedented pro- precedented project you just saw the, the trajectory right yeah and it's like it's not yeah it's not meeting up to what that trajectory looked like initially yeah. 
Vertical slices, get rid of vertical slices. That's the other problem too. We won't, I know you guys want to move on, but that it was that they showed this section of the game that looked incredible. And that's what people wanted. What they showed is what they wanted. And it's like, you guys kind of like the industry does. You fucking I mean, make up this thing won, you can't achieve. It won show it to of, us. One one best of E3 yeah. that year, right? Don't show us things yeah. you can't give us. Yeah. Yeah. Don't set those expectations that high. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you rotate the camera around behind it's all fucking polygons. <laughs> Do you know who delivered though? Do you know who did deliver? Nomura. <laughs> Nomura did deliver. <laughs> Just fucking waiting for it. You know who deli- fucking delivered? Druckman fucking delivered as well. Did he? Okay. Yeah, well. He did. <laughs> FF seven R was just so freaking polished. The exact opposite of Cyberpunk. No reported crunch. But that's the thing. Like, okay, well, we've already talked. But Last of Us two is next level polished. I'm just saying. Yeah. Is there crunch? Like, crunch has been such a big topic here in the West. Yeah. Has that, like, is is it non-existent in Japan, or is it just so existent that's become part of the norm in Japan? I'm not sure. I, I don't think there's a question in Japan. I feel like you just do. That's what I thought you too. Just do it, but I. It's not even reported because it just happens all the time. That's just their culture. How come no one's up in arms over with, like the crunch that accountants do? Like, why is it? Video so game the entire time I read all these articles, <laughs> and I'm like, this is oh, literally the entire. This is the entire accounting industry. Yeah. Oh, here's a fucking eighty hour audit. Yeah, we need that by Monday. And Better the overtime's working. not paid. You know what? What's it's because the journalists tend to be very left left leaning. Yeah. And these corporations are the opposite. So it's like the people reporting on this aren't are so far removed from the actual working fucking world. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying crunch is like I hate overworking like that. Oh yeah, yeah. It's I think it's horrible. Crunch is fucked. CD Project has said that they're if there's any good, like they're basically not gonna have mandatory crunch anymore. They wanna do they did get say all these updates out without crunch and all that stuff. So yeah. man, it could be like a thing, bad thing that needed to happen. As you guys said, I think The Witcher 4 will be the best game ever made after this. I think they learned their lesson. I think whatever comes out, they'll take the time they need and it'll be insane. And they will have a little bit of goodwill. That won't be completely evaporated with one game. No, no, no. And they'll know that they'll have to deliver on the next one. Yeah, especially since like this was was a different IP, so it doesn't necessarily tarnish Witcher. And the amount they lost in their stock value, you know Witcher 4 is coming up next. They want to get that back <laughs> as soon as possible. Yeah. Fucking hope so. That's what I want. And yeah. and take advantage of the, the popularity of the Netflix series. Yeah. So. Um, all right. So those are most of the new games. Now, do we want to t- touch on any older games? I had three big ones. So the year started, I was playing Final Fantasy set, or Final Fantasy 12 Zodiac Edition. Mm-hmm. Or Zodiac, Zodiac Age? Zodiac Age, yep. And... Uh, I was, I think, I, like to me, Final Fantasy twelve, the original release in North America was like seven, maybe seven, eight, it's out of ten. But like, I'd say the Zodiac Age version, like a good nine, like different game for it sure. It was a nine, completely different game. It was always a nine. No, no, <laughs> no. Like if so, you have to play Zodiac Age, and you'll have to give it a ten uh, if you think the original was a nine. I do think the original. How there's so no character progression. It was literally look online for that board, know exactly where all the best things are, move directly to those pieces for every single character, the exact Th- same. That wasn't great. That was horrible. Exactly. So that, that that's why Zodiac Age would be 9.5. That's the one <laughs> bad part about the game. <laughs> no, it's a ma- it's a massive upgrade. It feels massive. And then I played, better than 13 and 15 still in my mind. But I mean, I don't think it was ever worse than those, was it? It's better than 13. I mean, 13. You guys can go worse. back and listen to our Final Fantasy, 7, uh, Final Fantasy ranking. Uh, ranking episode. Just you remember, really want to know. <laughs> just remember that a flaming pilot. There's a timestamp. 
a flaming pile of dog shit was better than 13. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next game I played, I think, <laughs> Alex, we, you can discuss it more, but uh, Monster Hunter World, you played it even more than me. Uh, so we we dumped some time into that. But we dumped a lot of time to it. Yeah, that was that was right after there was there's a whole period. We've had periods of games throughout yeah. the year. We move on from games. Yeah. There's been like seven years in this year. Well, there was a yeah. Divinity Original <laughs> Sin right. 2 stage of the year. There was. That was the other big. Game. Yeah. And then we just didn't complete that. Like I didn't even get I got a couple maybe like an hour or two into the act two. As, as far as Do you I know got. why, Joe? Because like we're eight save files. We're good sailors. You know, we're doing our jobs on the boat. But the captain that we let kind of control and steer us <laughs> down this gaming journey, he's a fucking energetic Shove. little crazy fuck. He's Shove going all shit. over the place. He can't keep his his eyes on one game for too long. So he's well, we can't keep up. We just can't keep up with him. So he, he he's got to move on because we're just not there. He just he he just <laughs> he just likes a lot of different games, and he just he's probably like, okay, we all jump in this rowboat. We're rowing along, and then. These two fuckers just jump ship and I'm rowing all by myself. So I got to jump in another rowboat with some other people. So he jumps to another <laughs> rowboat going a different direction with people who will row with him. That's, yeah. So actually, we had two captains first abandoned ship. Oh, yeah. Then so, okay, I want to say I was not the fucking captain. Well, okay. I wasn't even, I was like the fucking deckhand or something. Okay. Well, I didn't still. Ba basically anything. That we, was we were like, Jeremy, we need to find a game we can all play. Joe's like, I'm down for whatever. I'm like, I'm down for whatever. Jeremy's like, you know what? I could give this a go. We give it a go. Done. It's fine. It's fine. It's did we beat the first act or the first island? We did. We beat we beat Fort act Joy. One. There yeah. you go. Which is it's Fort not Joy's a huge Fort achievement. Joy. Fort Joy, it's but not a huge achievement. And then we got on board with the other captain who was just you know running around <laughs> everywhere playing all these different multiplayer games. We can't keep up. Yeah. Um. But good. I'm captain my own ship these days. Yeah. You're <laughs> yeah. My, my little fucking dinghy. We're still <laughs> with the, the captain other. of. We're still with the other guy going on these random ass adventures, yeah. but good game though. Did you didn't like it at all, right? Or no, I. It's not that I don't like it. I like, I like the way the game looks. Yeah. I love the perspective. Okay. Um, I like like in my head that kind of game appeals to me, but when I actually play it, I'm like, no, nah, I'm just bored. Mm -hmm. Um, like I, it's like a type of game that I would love to love, but I'm just like, for some reason, when things are too like detailed and there's too much like um i don't want to say randomness but too many like possibilities mm. i'm just like no i need to have like a couple couple mm. things to choose from yeah you know? yeah oh well i love i really <laughs> like divinity i really yeah. want to go back and i forgot about shit. divinity actually. red prince is beautiful though and then yes. uh yeah then we did monster hunter world with nick and then we did monster hunter and we beat world we beat world and then we moved into iceborne, iceborne. but we barely you and me got I'm about halfway through. Nick bought the game, but I don't know if he ever played it. He, at that point, he had kind of switched to Spellbreak. Now it's know. just Overwatch. Now Forever. it's just Overwatch. So yeah, we end the year. We ended the year with Overwatch. I'm right back to my 2016 game. Essentially, <laughs> yeah. like all the progress Alex made, like in gaming, it's just, just right back to Overwatch. Back to fucking 2016 when times were simple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Overwatch is fun though. It is really fun. Yeah, and I want to talk about one more game. Yeah, go for it. Um, one more game that I've been playing. A game that I couldn't buy for half the year, uh, Ring Fit Adventure. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. It's good. It's fun. It's nice. actually a lot of work, and it's goddamn exhausting to play. That came out in 2019, right? It did. Okay, so it newer. 2019. Though. Yep. At uh, the end of 2019, I believe, and then it was kind of sold out throughout the beginning of the year because of COVID. Did Nintendo like know that this was going to happen? <laughs> like the Ring Ring Fit Adventure, Animal Crossing, like perfect. Apparently games. not, because they didn't have enough copies of the game. That's true. Yeah. It's all according to the fucking 
Miyamoto's plan. Miyamoto's plan, yeah. Take so, over the world. Yeah. Um, but no, it's a really fun game. Um, we'll see if it gets results over time. It's not, I don't play a ton every day, but I try and play once a day. Yeah. Uh, but it has a ton of different activities that works your core, your legs, your arms. There's like yoga. That game um, is, I would probably play that game if I like. I think you really like that because game. Because I too. like physical activities to a certain degree and I, I like RPGs. So you would, <laughs> I think you would really like this game, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think, be, I think it looks really fun, actually. You would, it's up your alley for yeah. sure. I might have to, if I ever see it somewhere. Yeah. You'd, you'd really like it. Yeah. And it's just a workout, right? So it's just, it's yeah. cool. It's cool. It's a fun game. Two big games that I just want to mention that I played this year Cuphead. Mm-hmm. I did not think that that was a game that I would ever beat. It wasn't necessarily on my backlog for the reason that I didn't I didn't know if I would be good enough to do it. And let me tell you, I died almost a thousand times. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I beat it, okay? That's, That's all matters. that matters, okay? Nick probably died like 40 times, and to him he feels like he died like a thousand times, and he didn't beat it. So I just want to say, Nick, I won. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Nick didn't beat... He didn't finish a game. No, he didn't. Yeah. Shock. Damn. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He plays a lot of games. He finishes most games, I think. Only when he plays them with me co-op. Did he not finish? He got to the end, didn't he? Of what? Of Cuphead? He got to the third world. Yeah, I'm just talking shit. Nick's way better at Cuphead than me and video games in general. He is really good at every single video game he ever touches. The moment he puts his... It's And we just have those few games where like, I'm just better at this game because I played it for a thousand hours. That's yeah. the only time we put generally extra time in. Yeah. And Alex is just better because he watches uh, Twitch streams every day. No. I, feel like Alex I, I just has research like, a lot. I feel like Alex has like Twitch streams in his head when he's sleeping. Pretty much. Yeah. I do a lot of research. You just yeah. plug, you just plug like in your computer into your head and just upload st- Twitch streams. I go to a lot of Reddits. I go to a lot of forums. Like I, YouTube, Twitch. Yeah. I just do Something a lot of the research for games. That is like. Outside of actually just playing the games, yeah, there's like this meta layer of like hype. Started in the with video game industry, like you don't have oh, that in like film or like other entertainment industries so no. much. It's fucking weird. It's cool. It's I, cool, but I, it's I, so I, strange. Too. I'm so into it though. Because like normally, like I mean, like film nerds are definitely interested in like box office numbers and shit. So there's a little bit of that, mm-hmm. but like I don't know, man. It's it's pretty unique. I love it. Yeah. I just want to say before we leave that, we're giving Nick a hard time. He's fucking an incredible video game player. We're not giving a fucking a hard time. He he's is, great. He's amazing. He is currently, what, Love him. two, possibly three-time tournament game champion or yeah. co-champion. Yeah. But probably, we can't let him win tabletop no matter what. Probably the most skilled gamer that I've met. Yeah. But. Yep. Um, and one more shout-out, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Finally beat this game. Loved it. Restored my faith in Pokemon. That's all I gotta say. I'm gonna be playing that soon. I think it's one of the best Pokemon games. We did our ranking in May mm-hmm. uh, or June, I think, of the Pokemon games, and I hadn't even. Where did I place it? We didn't even rank this game. I don't think. I think I spoke highly of it, though. I think I commented. Yeah. Because it. it has an amazing sound. And I was kind of like, eh, it's like not even like main series, but to me, it's like, no, this is about as main series as it gets. It's fantastic. And other than the catching mechanics, when you actually kind of like that was a nice. The change for me while playing a handheld for one thing so you just push the button much better yeah yeah, yeah. much better agreed and it's like nice it's like okay i don't have to like whittle this pokemon's hp down to like a sliver and then catch it sure 
to me, it made it way more enjoyable. And I could just, because there's already so much battling in Pokemon. There's so many, like, trainer battles and random battles and shit. It's like, I don't need all that. Though. I don't like the current thing they're pushing, though, of catching multiples of Pokemon. I really like the idea of you catch one Pidgey and that's your Pidgey. I don't like the idea of catching multiples of Let's go, man. I just one. one. Okay. So my guys were fucking probably low level because I wasn't catching much. I yeah. would catch for the Pokedex. That's it. Yeah. But I fucking love that game, man. Like the the the, the actual like character designs. Yeah. Look to me like what Pokemon, and for some reason, like it's so similar looking to Sword, but like for some reason, Sword looks so much worse than yes, Let's Go Eevee. I don't get it. I know, dude. It's I know. Weird, That's why it's like graphically better i guess but it's worse wasn't it you who liked sword so much at the beginning was it you or stewart why don't you really like sword? we both really liked it but then it, it faded pretty quickly after that after i beat it it yeah. faded now i'm like yeah it's sword's pretty bad it's like the only one i like less is x and y probably now for me yeah okay good you're we're on yeah yeah we're, i'm coming around yeah <laughs> i i was in, i liked sword because it was it stripped away things i liked about it was it stripped away all the shit bullshit that i hate like the fucking beauty contest and like random crap. Okay. Yeah. Me too. I know. Yeah. None of that shit was in it. So I like that about it. And it was like very streamlined, just easy game to just go through. But I obviously like didn't stick with me. You know, I don't think about it when I think about it. I'm like, yeah, that's, I don't really like this direction. If the next game is just an evolution of this, I'm almost don't even kind of really want to play it that much. Sadly, I would love a let's go too. Oh, we're getting one. That'd we're getting a Johto. That'd be my favorite thing. Yeah, we're definitely getting Johto. Hopefully, twenty twenty one. Joe, you should play. Let's go. If you ever get a Switch, no, no, you, no, you can watch you. me stream it starting in February. There we go. Um, okay, so moving on from video games, what other non gaming related activities did you get up to this year? The year of twenty twenty, quarantine, COVID, all this crazy shit that's going on in the world. Besides games, did you pick up any new hobbies or maybe? I don't know, did you, were there any shows, like books that you read, or anything else that you sort of filled your time with these endless hours of quarantine? Anything? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I walk my dog a lot. Hung with my girls. She fucking needs it, bud. Yeah, I know. She's she fucking needed insane. Um, is, she, is she more calm now? No, not at all. She's insane. <laughs> watched a lot of kid shows. We watched uh, Elena of Avalor, Disney Never show. Heard of it. Fantastic show. Is it fantasy? Yeah, so she's kind of like a princess. She's like a Spanish princess. Okay, cool. cool. Show. Um, we watched Bluey, another Disney show, but a little Bluey. dog. Really <laughs> great show. Is he blue? He is blue. He's a blue, one of those Australian blue dogs. I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about, Joe? Like, no. Okay. You seem to know a lot of Australian stuff, blue though. dog. I need I to like, look this up. Eh. I feel like you'd be intrigued by <laughs> so it. So Bluey, Bluey, and do you know what? Oh, um, like a bl- a blue healer. There you go. Right, right. Blue, I knew what that is. Yeah. I figured you did, Joe. Yeah. Um, and I'm not super proud of this, but one show I got really into this year. First, we started off reality TV. I, my girlfriend lives with me and stuff, right? So yeah. we're watching Below Deck. What the fuck is Below Deck? It's a. <laughs> it's, I've never heard it's of this about shit. A crew on a yacht oh and like all God. the drama and stuff that goes in there, and that was okay. That was all right. But then she starts Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> what the fuck and is that? And man. I got so into that goddamn show. <laughs> I love that show now. I got so in the beginning. It's so drama. And Is then it you, rich people. No. Okay. So it's about it's so about when I hear Vander anything. I'm assuming it's a rich person. They are. She's rich, but she owns like these restaurants. Yeah. And it's about like these young people who are aspiring to be like authors or models or like um, influencers. Yeah. And they work at this. She kind of hires these people on and they kind of I don't know. She made a show about them. And. 
at first it's very drama. It's very like kind of OC stuff, but it's reality TV. These are actual people. It's just very dramatic. But then they start to grow up and you learn that they're just a bunch of goddamn weirdos with very distinct personalities. And then you just mm. love seeing the train wreck that they are. But they're okay. like, you like them. Like they're not, you can tell they're good people. You like them for their flaws. Yeah. They're, they add, add depth. It's, it's a great, it gets great. It's a great show. Assuming that's the only reason people like me. <laughs> <laughs> for your what? Your, for my flaws. For your depth? My reason? depth, yeah. Okay. Yeah, my depth your that deep has been game. created through my flaws. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, that's most. That's a lot of humanity, I think. Okay, so Below Deck. And Vanderpump. Vanderpump, Vanderpump. rules. So that's, yeah, I'm not proud of this. I mean... It just is ooh. what it is. It's what This was a weird fucking year, eh? I think a lot of people watched a lot of reality TV this year. Show I found shows I couldn't... Like, I searched for a show this year. Couldn't really find anything to, to suck me in. Like, I think I've been starting... And not finishing just tons of shows. And I just didn't like any of them. So, well, if we're on the topic of TV, I would say for me, I've been the opposite of you. I've been watching a fucking lot. I probably watch more TV than video games, honestly, if I'm mm. talking hours, total hours. What have you been watching? I rewatched Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul completely. That's like 10 seasons of television right there. Mm. Uh, well, Better Call Saul isn't over yet. There's still one more season to go. But I rewatched all that. I rewatched the entire series of Twin Peaks. Have you guys? Do you guys know anything about Twin Peaks? Uh, no. A little bit. Have you? You've heard about it. Yeah. Have you heard about? Have you heard the name Twin Peaks? I've yet? heard the name, but Alex, what do you know about it? Um, I don't know a lot of the plot details. I've just heard there's a lot of twists and like it's really crazy. The plot is insane. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. I think you would actually probably love it because it's, yeah. it's the most unique show and it's yeah it's super fucking weird, Joe. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you would like it, but you might. I don't like weird stuff. But the thing, <laughs> thing about Twin Peaks, it's one of those shows where, like, it when it came out in like the early '90s, it was like a phenomenon. Yeah, and like everyone, like people, everyone loved it. It's like a show that like everyone loved, like people you wouldn't think would love it, because at the time it really was a TV show that took all the, um, you know, the standards of film, like, and brought that to TV. Which at the time, TV and film were very far apart in quality. There mm-hmm. was, a, you know, not like today. Twin Peaks kind of started this whole... Now, like, really, TV and film are kind of very similar now. It's almost, like, essentially, like, there's a lot of crossover. Like, shows are beginning to feel more like movies, and these large movies like MCU and shit, it's kind of more like a big TV show, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Twin Peaks really started some of that. And just really cool characters, um, interesting premise, um, amazing music, um, just amazing shots. Like, David Lynch is, like, one of the best... And Queen's Gambit, that's another show that does fantastic. All right, Joe, it's all right. It's another one of those shows. Like, I, wa- I watched it the whole way through because there was only one season. But had there been three on Netflix, I would have started it and just not finished it. But that's the I thing. Really I like that. I think for me, like, it was a limited season. Like, there's not going to be another season. It's good because I probably wouldn't watch it anymore. You reminded me of shows I need to talk about okay. when you're done. Um, to me, Queen's Gambit is nerd culture. <laughs> Fair, yeah. It is. It's, you don't think it's like chess, but it's like this is literally it's a show about a game and every the whole everyone was obsessed with it for like a month. Mm-hmm. It's like Queen's Gambit is like peak nerd culture, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Mandalorian, too. Yeah. Season two. We didn't do a podcast on it. I We might still. still could. Oh, yeah. 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 This is some of the best Star Wars we've we've had since the Clone Wars. Show. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the end of that season. Oh, my God. Great. I went. We were talking with some of the other guys in the group chat with them. I'm not going to name names. And they were like, that wasn't necessary. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? That's fantastic. That's so hype. 
Yeah. Not just that. They're just built. They're going back to the older good content that they did before the Disney merger and they're expanding it. And it feels like they're literally like building up the universe as they should have before they decide to go in this weird sequel trilogy direction. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Did you hear the rumors that they're going to try and wipe out that continuity? Which, which continuity? Oh, the, 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 the sequels. The sequel trilogy. I, I keep the, they've been talking about it and from insiders have been saying now for months that like Disney is not happy with how the sequel trilogy turned out but and they why? want to use some they threw Ahsoka yeah. her new show they wanted remember in Rebels did you watch all Rebels yet? Uh, no no I'm halfway through season two or something okay but you we, are you at the point where they go through the time thing they I alter time so. okay well at some point there's some time altering shit and so people are speculating, like, it's just okay to somehow fucking, like, change the continuity of the sequels. But just, like, just... I don't like, think just, it'll just, happen. Like, just gone. leave it be and do a different time period. It's, like, yeah. an infinite universe and a, like, infinite amount of time in this universe, like... They are kind of obsessed with this whole... Just choose a different 30-year period, yeah. Do you know what, as I mentioned before, Joe, this is, this is the perfect opportunity. The Mandalorian is the beginning of the Grogu saga. Yeah. And we see Grogu, Grogu, who can live till he's 900. So we have 900 yeah, plus yeah, years, 900 years of Grogu. We see him slowly through the years, through these different time periods. Yeah. And then we get to, yeah, we have a, a thousand years almost of Grogu. Yeah. That's pumped. Cool. You know what 2020 has taught me? One thing I didn't know of myself. I think I find like, <laughs> like fucking women who are like a little bit built. I'm kind of like finding them a bit attractive now. I don't know what it is. Like Cara Dune from The Mandalorian. Yeah. I'm like, she's fucking... I'm like, got the fucking hots for her, man. Big she's time. like an MMA fighter. She's fucking... She could kick my ass. Yeah. Easily. She's MMA. You do it, though. You like and her. like Abby from The Last of Us Part 2. I'm like, yeah. damn, girl. You like I'm, Zarya in Overwatch. Here, right? There you go. Yeah. Your new main. We'll get Nick off Zarya. You'll have to Yeah, be. but I feel like Zarya's like... She's not swinging in my... No, she's straight. Oh, she is? Yeah. Not from, that it would matter that she's... I wouldn't want to play her because she's gay. I just mean like... I'm not wouldn't be attracted to a, a gay woman as much. I'm pretty sure what happened was back then they said there were like a couple um gay characters in Overwatch. Yeah. And one turned out to be Tracer oh. and the other turned out to be Soldier. And I'd literally just assume that it was her from Love. Yeah, Rider. I don't think so. I think Zarya is straight. <laughs> or bi. I don't know. I don't know what she did. I don't know if they've addressed that. Yeah. But I think they have kind of indicated that she's not Okay. Gay. Zarya doesn't do it for me, but Abby and uh, Cara Dune, holy shit. Damn. I think Zarya would do it for you if you put a little more. I think you get, you get a little familiar with her. I think she's. It's true. She's going to break dice. This is a weird topic, though, but. Um, okay. Fucked up year. Yeah. Hope you're all safe, guys. We're really literally trying to. I'm, I'm trying to go this episode with like not talking about COVID, yeah. COVID too much because it's just like at this point, it's like, yeah, we're basically still living in 2020. Yeah. Like, I don't think I have to point that out to anyone. Like, 2021 isn't really a fucking thing. It's literally just a fucking... <laughs> they just threw that fucking name on it. It's not a fucking new year. It's just 20... We're still in 2020. This is just the sequel, bigger, badder, It's not worse. even a sequel, dude. It's, like, literally just an expansion pack. Well, boys, when you talk about... <laughs> there's the 2000s, the 2010s. These are the 2020s. We got a decade. <laughs> we got a decade. <laughs> we got shit. a decade, guys. Sweet. Um, <laughs> I'm sure things will. No, I have no idea. Been a while. We've been gone for a little bit, but we sort of have a new plan for Joy Circuit, what we're calling season two. But basically, what we've decided to do is take the structure of the Joy Circuit podcast. We pick a topic. That's our main topic of the show. We might have a little intro in the beginning, kind of shoot the shit, and then that's pretty much the show. Now we've added 
another segment to the end of the show, which is basically the spiritual successor to Alex and Joe's previous show, which is the Joy Circuit Update. Yeah. So essentially the Joy Circuit Update isn't really changing that much. No. It's just becoming a segment of the Joy Circuit podcast that we put on at the end. Yeah. Um, my reasoning for this was just that, one, um, the big part, the big component of the Joy Circuit Update, which I think we were passionate about doing, was more so the, the analysis part and adding something. And that just became hard to deliver every month. Like it just became hard to find the time. Mm. It became hard to find even topics to really dig into and find data on. Um, so we, we want to continue those, which I, we haven't really came up with a naming convention. Maybe that will just be the Joy Circuit update. But the reason for this, the, the conversion from the Joy Circuit update monthly format to the joyful update as a kind of a segment on the prime podcast. Yeah. I'd like to point that out a bit of a rebrand there as well. Yeah. 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 And uh, the reason for that is I think the news component is just better served being more frequent and in smaller chunks. So finding a way to deliver it in a way with the other content just makes more sense. Whereas again, the analysis part of the bigger um, topics is something we can kind of continue to do and break out in individual videos as the topics arise that we want to cover. So we're just going to fucking tag it on for now, get that news to you. And yeah. What now? What we're going to discuss next will kind of make it more clear. So you might be wondering, like, okay, well, now we're just getting less podcasts, okay? Um, but so we're really focusing on the Joyster podcast as a biweekly thing. Me and Joe are going to rotate moderating duties, basically. So this episode, I sort of like did the running order. Like I'm trying to direct the flow of conversation to a certain degree. Like we all chip in, um, but basically we're going to have a rotation. So Joe will be handling the next episode. Um, so that'll have more of his spin and his personality weaved into like the flow of the show. Um, and then Alex will be handling the update, like all the research for the update. And then basically Joe and Alex's uh, relationship during the update doesn't change much, except I'm just here, you know, adding a little bit to that. It's funny how we're kind of looping kind of back to the original format that we, you mentioned this before, yeah. but the original form we went with and very er the early days. Yeah. The beta. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty much, it was pretty much, a main topic, and then news stories. Yeah. So starting in February, Alex is going to be streaming on Twitch once a week. Um, do maybe, you to, maybe more. I'm maybe not, more, I yeah. don't want to commit to more than once a week at yeah. this point. We'll see how it goes. I will commit to at least once a week. Yeah. Um, so my plan, I guess, is to start, start streaming Pokemon starting off. Um, a series I want to do to be a master. Um, it's going to be, I've been playing Pokemon since I was nine, but I want to, I kind of want to start fresh, go through and catch every Pokemon. Um, so every, everyone that's available in the current decks that we're going to, I want to catch every single Pokemon sweet that exists. How I'm going to do that without having a capture card and a DS at this point. I'm not sure. That's what I'm thinking right now. I'm going to start with let's go, then move to sword and shield. And hopefully within the next couple months, we get an announcement for the diamond pearl remakes and maybe a collection. Mm. That way I could jump into Gen 1, 2, 3, and 4. I guess 1's already with Let's Go. But yeah. Gen 2, 3, and 4 on yeah. Switch. Nice. Um, and then we'll just continue on from there slowly over time. The To Be a Master show. I feel like that has opportunity to expand beyond Pokemon. Naming is obviously mm -hmm. tied to Pokemon, but also works for any competitive game that you want to get into Masters with. So we'll see if we'll get Overwatch. Alex, one of the point. first CDs, compact discs, that I ever 
had the Pokemon soundtrack. Pokemon soundtrack to be a master. Yes. Two. I know. I, I looked it up recently. <laughs> Dude, I used to fucking kill that soundtrack. It's awesome soundtrack. That's the first. That, I bought that. I got that for Christmas. I remember. It must have been 1999. That and Backstreet Boys Millennium. Nice, buddy. <laughs> Sick tunes. Those are my two fucking CDs, bud. That's awesome. We should play those during a Let's Play Get Copyright. I don't have it anymore. Do you uh, still have it? Well, we can YouTube, YouTube it. Still have it somewhere. We can YouTube it. I don't even know if I still have it. We could just YouTube okay. it. Okay. To be a master. I remember there was a song called Pikachu's Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Joel, those songs, those are the songs that used to play um during the the middle of the Pokemon series. Yeah, yeah. During like the Orange Island yeah. era. Crazy. Good times. But that's I love Pokemon. We love Pokemon. Yeah. So we're gonna I'm gonna yeah, that's gonna be the thing. We'll probably uh convert it to YouTube. We'll cut it up. Ideally, I'd like to keep it. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but the ideal thing would be to keep like a running total of the decks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every time you catch a Pokemon, I try and cut in every single catch That'd be cool. in each episode that we have a running kind of see all the Pokemon That'd being be caught. Sweet. Yeah. 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 That's, I, I'm, I'm stoked. I'll, I'll be tuning in. Got to catch them all. Got to catch them all. Um, and uh, so other than Twitch, we're going to start doing more Twitch stuff, but mm-hmm. um, new short form content really is, is another thing we're focusing on. So, um, we filmed a couple of Let's Plays, which we're going to edit down. Um, we have a couple concepts for different shows that we want to work on. Some that might be one-off shows, some that might be more of a series. Um, a couple things that are cooking. Um, and probably things that you wouldn't necessarily expect. <laughs> like, they'll probably be a little bit more experimental. Um, the Let's Plays are pretty normal. Um, but we got a couple things. I don't really want to announce them just yet because we don't know what's no. going to stick. And I would say also we want to try and find a way for the amount of the, anybody who does listen to this yeah i don't know the stats i don't know how many of you are out there actually listening to this not great but <laughs> if you are i feel like we need to find a way to start getting in touch with you and creating a community yeah so with twitch streams at least that that gives an opportunity for you to come in to talk to to interact and hopefully we can start to build up some regular followers and i really think that should be the goal this year for season two should be refining and expanding kind of the the breadth of content, yeah. but then also really trying to connect with a community. Now the question is, how do we transition to the joyful update episode one? And how we're going to do it is we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back. After a, a brief intermission, uh, some demons were were uh, <laughs> exercised and. Uh, we're moving into the very first joyful update. Now, just before I pass it on to Alex here, um, this episode is going a little bit long. Um, sorry about that. Um, we do really want it, these episodes to be like under an hour and a half, possibly even shorter than that with the update c- included and everything. Um, so we're definitely going to try to keep them shorter going forward. But we haven't had an episode in a couple months, and there's a lot of housekeeping, so I think you can forgive us this time for having a little bit more of a long-winded episode but without further ado i'm gonna pass it off to alex tanner for the very first joyful update hello everyone welcome to the joyful update uh your very first episode i get episode zero um joe give me a little tune we need a little tune for the show a tune yeah give, give me a little tune i don't sing i think uh, <laughs> <do re. laughs> i was thinking just a little like here we go. Okay, we're getting we're we getting some music. We'll need to work on Jeremy's that. Jeremy's the rock band guys, singer. So. Joe Joe needs a uh, Joe needs a guitar. I need a guitar because he can strum that in that. Joy or like a theme. ukulele. I even I even a harmonica. I'll bring my harm. I almost brought my harmonica. Ooh, I like this. Let's do this every the time. The uke's nice too because it's very small. Like you actually be able to play yeah. it on this coach. 
We gotta be joyful. So yeah. we can be joyful through with our the music. ukulele yeah. and the harmonica. There we go. There you go. Awesome. Okay, so uke because you can actually play it harmonica. Oh Jesus! Okay, and I'll sing the lyrics to the joyful update. <laughs> <laughs> what are these lyrics? Well, we have to write them. Oh, that should be fantastic. <laughs> I'm excited for this. Um, all right. So the point of this episode really is just to go back through kind of everything we covered in the Joy Circuit update through the year kind of give a brief glimpse of everything that happened in the gaming industry um, and kind of get some conversation briefly going. Jeremy wasn't involved for most of, the, most of these updates. Yeah. So it'll be good to get his kind of views on things. Um, so the first major topic we'll be going into, as we all know, 2020, the year of COVID. And the games industry obviously was not exempt. Mm-hmm. It was heavily impacted, both good and mostly bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the good, obviously, so a lot more people were at home being safe and playing more video games, yeah. which led to a big increase in sales. We covered this pretty heavily back in, I think, our first episode, right, Jeff? I think so, yeah. I think we covered the impact of COVID. And I think we did a pretty damn good job for what was yeah. available at the time, yeah. data-wise. Authoritative. Um, so please, go look at our our little episode there. It was a good analysis. I mean, yeah, it's definitely dated, but there should be... The news portion. But even then, I was the... looking recently for updates, yeah. and they're still referencing some of the data we used back then in March. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... They're referencing your data. <laughs> our data that we gathered <laughs> on the streets. <laughs> no, but the, the data Google. we used. It was also all, pretty much gamesindustry.biz. Yeah. That's a, they, they have a lot of shit. Um, but yeah, so a lot of games did really well this year, obviously big year for games but a lot of games were delayed it's kind of the year of delays yeah mm-hmm. um these included games such as final fantasy 7 remake ghost of tsushima of course cyberpunk 2077 the last of us 2 halo infinite god knows if we'll ever get that game um we will it'll be xbox series x only yeah it will be, be next gen only by the time they come up with it probably it will be a real possibility yeah. man um Animal Crossing got delayed. Doom was delayed. Some of these weren't directly related to COVID, but just in general, the year of delays. So yeah. many delays. Yeah. Well, we started the year with like we. I think we had gone say. over the release dates of spring games. Preview. We did the spring Ep- preview. Episode four was the spring gaming preview. And yeah, we recorded this in February of 2020, yeah. and it was right before COVID hit the Western world. Yeah, and. Like a couple days later, was it? Which one got delayed first? Was it by the Seven time Remake? we released it? I think the, the the three big games we were talking about was Last of Us Part Two, Seven Remake, and Cyberpunk. And I think by the time the episode went live, like all three of them were delayed. Yeah, <laughs> and the only one that came out in spring technically was was FF Seven. Yeah, Joe was hard pressed on that game too. I remember back then you actually Joe hard. Last yeah, of Us yeah, Two yeah. came out on June nineteenth, so technically still spring. Well, oh wow! Yeah. But that's technicality. It's more of summer. Yeah, hours exactly. But like. Um, yeah, that episode was a fucking nightmare, dude. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was this was kind of a year of if you got your game done before COVID hit, yeah. then you were just raking in the money. But if you were a little bit behind, you kind of missed out probably. The the most terrifying thing about it is who knows what this means going forward. Imagine the games that were in early development or mid development when this hit and teams had to kind of split up and find ways to organize from working from home and com- and still co- communicate i don't know i feel like in the years to come we're gonna get probably gonna have massive delays and probably some projects just straight up scrapped there's probably some great games that just died because of this year that we'll never know about probably um very unfortunate 
but we'll see what comes out next year. We'll see if Halo Infinite ever actually makes it out. Um, that thing's had other troubles other than, but yeah, a lot of delays. Mm-hmm. Another big impact of COVID on the games industry was to, well, the community. Um, things like esports, tournaments, um, big events and conventions like GDC, mm-hmm. um, as well as things like BlizzCon and, of course, E3. So probably the biggest discussion around this event is E3. E3 has been kind of fading for a while. I think it was earlier last year before covid Jeff Keeley kind of stated he wasn't even being involved with E3 that year. Mm-hmm. He was kind of taking a step back and was looking to do his own thing for E3. Which ended up being the thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> then COVID hit. They couldn't do the physical thing in, in LA. Yeah. Or where, yeah, LA. And Jeff Keeley took over. So do you guys think we'll ever get a return to the old school E3? The convention center, all the booths. Uh, the public day where they all get to come in, the big conventions and the big auditoriums with an audience of people, or do you think we're just going to get these directs? So I I think that nobody was really that like upset to see them go. Like maybe the fans who wanted something to do, but I think between the game developers and and, and everybody else and game journalists, I think they prefer the format Mm -hmm. of directs. But I do think the one thing that might help them come back is that when this is all over, like obviously we're not going to get one this year, but when this is all over, I wonder if there'll just be so much pent up energy to actually get together and do things in person. True. That like, that'll give a boost in say the first year back. But then I wonder if it just dies hard after that. But I think that'll be like a life support system. It's just people's desire to get back face to face, do conventions, get out of the house and do fun things. That's kind of what I was thinking, Joe. Like, for me, it's like, I think it'll come back for a year, a couple of years, but it won't be the same, and it'll probably fade, because I think for these companies, like, it just makes so much more sense from their perspective. They control everything. That yeah. They control when they when they want to talk about their thing. You know, maybe they're not ready to talk about it or show footage during E3. But with a direct-style, you know, approach, you can just release that literally at random times and there's no hiccups exactly yeah. you just reshoot if yeah exactly you, you edit or you, you shoot what you need to and i mean and i think for me i've loved e3 yeah but really what i love about e3 as someone who doesn't live in california and doesn't get to go to the actual convention like for me and even if i could like that kind of thing would be a nightmare for me mm-hmm. um but for me like for me what i really love is the announcements yeah so if I'm still getting announcements, and I'm probably getting announcements more scattered throughout the year, yeah. ultimately that's probably more of what I want. But that being said, I do really love E3, and it's nostalgic for me too. So See, I hope it, it's not going to. You guys nailed it. It's gonna, it's, it may come back for a couple of years, but overall I think it's on the same trajectory it was before COVID. It's going to die. Mm-hmm. But I love E3. It's such yeah. a hype. You do love E3. I do love E3. And it's I love, so I love it too, man. I do, like, I do love it, but I guess I, I'm just more... I can accept that just in a different repackaged format. Like yeah. for me, I took off work for E3. I like <laughs> the yeah. year before last, I took off that week, that first portion of that week to sit and watch all these press conferences. Yeah. And that allowed me to do that. Right. Cause it was in sh- such a kind of confined couple days that it was easy just to get three days off, sit, watch all the press conferences and it's hype as fuck. Yeah. It's so great. Um, and this year felt very scattered. Trying to do the news this year was really rough because there were announcements 
every month there was yeah. new stuff coming out. People were doing conferences in t- except Nintendo. Yeah. We're doing conferences every month essentially with new releases. Which is funny because Nintendo was the one they they like Direct, pioneered that yeah. thing. Yeah. I think they because they don't have anything to they don't have anything to talk about. I think they yeah. got hit by COVID hard. I think they had a lot of games coming out. And I think a lot got delayed. Yeah. Well, that's that's mostly impact of COVID. Honestly, obviously there were other little things like all the conventions. Uh, I mean, the tournaments. Most of the in life things got canceled, pushed. Evo got canceled, um, partially yeah. due to other things. Yeah. Which we won't go into here. Yeah. Which we, we literally don't have enough time, and you don't have enough time. No, even that. We we literally <laughs> avoided it the entire year because it was just a topic, just conversations we didn't want to get into. Yeah, fuck that shit. All the yeah. predators. Um, another big thing, the big thing, next gen, next gen. It was yeah. revealed this year. Well, not <laughs> technically. Technically, Xbox Series X was revealed in 2019, but they were both released this year. Um, what do you guys think? The announcements, the the presentations, the everything. I think the launch. I think to me the big news, like obviously excited for next gen. It's yeah. great when it came out. The biggest news of it for me is just the ridiculous shortage that there is. Like we're here in January, and I think there's been one restock of the PlayStation Five in Canada since Christmas. Like yeah. it's still literally impossible to get. Like as far as I know, I'm the only later. person in Nova Scotia who owns a PS5. Well, I know at least a couple more. <laughs> I know at least a couple more. Joe's owned like six. <laughs> I did. I owned a few. Um, but they were, I couldn't afford to keep them. <laughs> that that uh, that actually though is pretty normal. Like when the Switch came out, same thing. It take it it can take a while to get it in stock like but it's like i can understand with the stores you know it's just you can't get one in store no even online even online but yep i mean all of the stock is online so if there's even one playstation for sale in the country i feel like i would know about it right now (laughs) just because it's all online and i get the notifications this is the problem of the bots man the bots and the scalpers it's been a thing for years dude yeah it's nasty it's nasty shit they need to find a way to combat this um it, it it does suck when like people just can't get the thing, you know. The thing, yeah. yeah, the yeah. Thing you don't want. Can't get it. I literally just the only reason I have one is just pure fucking luck and coincidence. That's yeah. the only reason, and that really isn't, you know, that's not how it should be. Really, like there should no. be enough supply, I guess. But these launches are hype, so. Well, I, I cannot understand there not being enough supply because, yeah. like, you know, 100 million people, more than 100 million people own a PS4. All of them would like to have a PS5. Mm. Not all of them can afford it, but, like, at least a good chunk of those would want it day one if they could have it, probably. But, I mean, it's impossible to meet That's it. true. That's but true. I think, to me, just there should be, like, some kind of, like, sign up, register your interest with a unique account, and then have a lottery system, allocate it by lottery, and be like, Congratulations, your number's been picked. Yeah. Here, do your transaction. You have a couple days for the pre-order, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or like a day, if it's a restock, a day to you know, put in your information and get it. And if you don't do it in time, then it goes to the next person. Yeah. Like something to just randomize it and get rid of like the, the bot aspect yeah. and even get rid of the skill aspect. Because like for me, I managed to get a few, but it's because I was working from home. Like all the announce, like all the restocks were generally announced ahead of time. Yeah, I was had the luxury of being able to sit there and try. Yeah. A lot of people wouldn't have that luxury. Yeah, exactly. And or or even just the know how to really do it efficiently. Yeah. So take all of that out of it. Do like a lottery system. Like if you want to go to the Olympics, you register your interest. You get 
put into a lottery and then you get tickets. And if your number's not picked, you don't get the tickets. Did you hear that, Walmart? Hire this man. He'll program it all for you, too. I'm just... It's, it should they do that with the World Cup, Joe? I think they do it with World Cup. Fuck! Yeah, I think they have I'm specific getting, allocations. The World Cup. They have specific allocations for home. Like you can apply to a bunch of different games. It's yeah. just you might not get the ones you want. You'll get something, but like you might get like I don't know Venezuela against like Chile. Not a bad game, but like it's not it's not yeah. you know yeah okay. a headliner. Uh, let me tell you, most hype thing about this entire launch, the PlayStation thing, Final Fantasy sixteen. That was hype as shit. Yeah, that was awesome. That was a great that, that way to was, start off. That was a good. Uh, that was a good. Yeah, that yeah. was good. Great. Yeah. Great. Perfect dark coming for uh, Xbox. The initiative quadruple A studio. <laughs> we've been talking about for a long time. Pumped. <laughs> Excited. Good stuff on the horizon. Anything you guys are hyped about? <laughs> um, for for going forward. Um, yeah. It's weird. I'm in a. T- yeah. For me, everything that I'm really hyped about is probably not going to be like, is like years away. Like oh. for me, like. I mean, like, I want Last of Us 3 immediately, like, already. I want that. I want Witcher 4. I want things. But things that are actually announced, let me see. Kana looks interesting. Okay. Breath of the Wild 2? I need to play the first one. Yeah, you do. Horizon 2, similar thing. Okay. need to play the first one before I can truly get hyped for the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ratchet and Clank, uh, Rift a- Apart. Mm-hmm. Again, need to play the fucking PS4 one to truly get hyped. All these games I have access to, but I have... So there's a lot of games that I potentially could be really hyped for, but I haven't played the original game yet. So, like, and I'm not going to play the sequel before I play the original. No. You know, God of War, uh, Ragnarok. Very highly doubt that that will actually come out in 2021. Yeah. But if it does, I'll be hyped for that. Um, but, yeah, I think 2021 will be the backlog year. If you thought 2020 was the backlog year, 2021 is the backlog year. Delays, baby. Because <laughs> any production that was starting was starting during COVID, and it's just going to be... Yeah, 2020 is going to be barren year. Honestly, I think like yeah, there'll be a couple big releases that just happen to be ready. Like I think Horizon Two will definitely come out. I think Ratchet and Clank will definitely come out. Um, I think Final Fantasy Sixteen might weirdly come out somehow this year. Should P got those magic? I don't know. Magic touch. But like for me, I, it's very. I'm unsure at this point. It wasn't yeah. like 2020 where I had like a couple big games that I was, you know. Yeah, yeah. For me, I'm it, I'm less excited about games next year than TV because we got The Witcher yeah. season two coming out, and we've got some more Star Wars, um, some more TV shows, just a little bit. And sure. I I'll say I've read I've started reading the books in the High Republic, mm. and they're good. Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm reading like the young adult ones now. Like I'm going down <laughs> in age just because like it they're good getting that yeah. lore yeah i i need i need to absorb myself into the universe and so far it's been pretty Republic. cool good thing with young adult novels yeah. too you fucking probably blast through them man exactly <laughs> exactly i'll finish it in a night yeah, yeah. it's great i think that's... i just the one i started is like 150 pages it's yeah. like three hours it's sick good yeah. star wars coming out now though good good shit yeah so that's i think this year wasn't a big tv year for me i think next year next year, or wait we're in we're in 2021. <laughs> the current year that we are currently in will be TV year. Last year wasn't. 2021 part. 2020 part two. That's what we're. That's... Or that was 2020 part zero. This is 2020 part one. Yeah. <laughs> the one, the one indicates the part that we're yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. So last versus part zero. It was the prologue. Jesus <laughs> Christ. 
doesn't really get spicy till like episode five. Yeah, part it's five. a seven part saga. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, final topic. Something we've talked about recently: acquisitions. Obviously, the big news story um, was Microsoft purchasing Bethesda. Massive, massive announcement. Um, we've seen a lot of acquisitions recently in the games industry. Just recently, Nintendo bought Next Level Games here in Canada. Um, yeah, they. What, what was? What did they develop Luigi's again? Mansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we're kind of seeing. Oh, what else did they do? They did. Um, oh, they did some sick game, dude. Fuck, I can't remember. It got me excited for like knowing that there's a possibility that there could be more. And I can't remember what it is. I mean, they've been working with Nintendo for a while. Anyways, now, yeah, but that's a good acquisition. Th- it's funny because actually, for originally when I was going to do the acquisition episode, I actually I showed Joe. I actually went through and got every publisher and th- and studio under every single publisher. And then every major independent studio. And I wanted to do a game where we would kind of predict what studios could potentially like purchase mm-hmm. what or what uh, publishers yeah. would buy what studios. I would totally do something. Like if you come <laughs> up with that, totally that'd be sweet. I was trying to, but we didn't have time. But no. um it was a lot. There's a lot of studios. <laughs> but anyway, kind of it's what we're seeing is it seems like these publishers are kinda I don't know. I don't know, like fortifying their position by buying up these partners that they're using for development. I guess I don't know. It's it's, it's odd, but it's been happening a lot. Um, I think it's I think it's just like not in just video games, but in the world, like centralized power. Like everything is everything is consolidating yeah. now. Like everything. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you you get it because like look at the rare situation. Nintendo mm-hmm. owned what forty nine percent. Then Microsoft came and bought the other fifty one percent. Shady. We uh, even heard a story that Microsoft tried to buy both Square Enix and Nintendo. Long time ago. Long time ago. Acquisitions. Interesting year for acquisitions. Yeah. Good acquisitions. Um, I would specifically ask you guys to predict one going forward because there's definitely going to be multiple next year. Okay. Maybe consolidations, maybe mergers. Okay, acquisitions. But we can, we can go more general to f- get this finished up quick. I want one general prediction going forward. Something hype, something that gets you excited, something that would For really tickle your fancy, just in general. It can include acquisitions. It can be a game announcement. It can be whatever you want. I just want something hype, something to get you excited. Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two release. Released. <laughs> <laughs> realistic predictions, I guess. That's my realistic prediction. All right. Okay, so I'm thinking acquisition now, so I'm going to say... Um, Sony will <laughs> they will uh, finally buy Blue Pro- Blue Point Studios. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, they'll finally buy them. The, yeah, and then they will remake Metal Gear Solid okay, and Legend right. of Dragoon. Yeah, man. And another big game. I don't know what it is. Legend of Dragoon. Legend of Dragoon. Legend of Dragoon and Metal Gear Solid by Blue Point. I like. And it. you know what? It's not completely unfounded because they've made some tweets last year in the fall Metal Gear. that they kind of <laughs> name dropped. They name dropped uh, Demon Souls. They name dropped Ico, um, Metal Gear, Silent Hills, and like LOD and a couple other games. Ooh. They had this weird like uh, tweet. And it ended up being Demon's Souls was the game, but they were teasing all these other things. Man, I've been saying LOD so. I'm just for thinking there's like I, I hope it's coming for you, Jimmy. It's not never gonna happen, but I'll take a Metal Gear Solid remake from Blue Point. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, that'd, that'd, be, be, that'd be awesome. 
that um, so that's my prediction which isn't actually that crazy i think that is in the realm of possibility yeah whereas there's no way final seven remake is coming out it's Part definitely two is coming, coming out next coming year. out holiday <laughs> i hope coming so out. fucking hope so man well what about you alex oh shit i don't know i fucking give me give me uh, do you want the the all i want two things i want advance wars and yeah. i want golden sun <laughs> Give me an Advanced Wars and a Golden Sun, Nintendo. That's what I want. So we need Camelot and Intelligence Systems. Yeah, to whatever get their asses in gear. Whatever you're working on, stop it. That just... Fire Emblem fucking Echoes remake you're doing of like the second or third Fire Emblem from the NES, <laughs> drop it. Move on. Advanced Wars. Advanced Wars. Advanced Wars reboot. And... Yeah, and, and it has to be like Andy. Okay. Like actual Advanced Wars. See the dude with the fucking... The, the wrenches. The wrench. Sammy, yeah, okay. Max. I want Orange Star. I want the... Okay. See, I don't... I don't play. You're looking at me like I played Advance Wars, oh, but I haven't. So <laughs> It'd be so but good. But I, I did beat War. I did put 90 hours into Wargroove. Yeah, Wargroove's fantastic. All right. Well, that's it for your first kind of episode of uh, the Joyful Update. Yeah, and I think it'll be more news. Oh, this was this was just yeah. a yeah. fucking thrown together little, yeah. little extension. Yeah, this yeah. is just a little taste, a little yeah. nibble. <laughs> we'll get to the real shit next time. All right. Well, thank Delicious. you for thank you for joining us. <laughs> um, and yeah, we'll see. You. I'll see you on Twitch. And, and you know what? I'll I'll see you around. And uh, Joe, I hope I didn't uh, steal your thunder from coming on to update here. No. And uh, it's great. I hope we can all be a happy, uh, updated family, <laughs> and we'll be totally updated on everything. Joe's got some Joyfully. fucking demons exercise right now. I think. No, so, I'm no, good you're to good. go. I'm good. And they're all gone. Okay. Don't, don't make me start fucking speaking Latin. I'll do it. No. 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 I'm good. <laughs> Demons have been expelled. <laughs> All right. Well, All thank right. you, everybody. We'll be back to normal. We'll find a new normal come February. <laughs> the age of Aquarius begins. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the Joy Circuit Podcast. If you'd like to submit questions or comments to the show, feel free to reach out in the comments section of YouTube or via social media on Instagram and Twitter at Joy Circuit Games. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Thanks for liking and subscribing to our content, and we'll see you again soon.